All right, hello everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday show. My name is James Chen, and I am once again joined by the illustrious Ultra David and even more illustrious Tubaware. How you guys doing? I'm doing excellently. I was just in the lab with Iron Tager. Quick opinion: Iron Tager, the coolest or the sickest? Go, uh, bitch ass bitch Iron Tager. Look, as a grappler fan. Tager is actually probably on the lowest, lower end of grapplers that I enjoy. Unbelievable. Actually, cannot believe it. Anyway, how about it's you? Just, tell me I don't know. With you? It's just, it's just, I don't like his animation. I don't think he's designed, and I don't as, think the. As a grappler fan, I think it's cool that he was the first grappler to turn grappling on its head and no, make come the on. opponent come, on. come to him. Come but on. Also, he's a bitch ass bitch. I just think anyway. the magnet functionality could have been better designed. That's all. So it's like it sounded so cool on paper, and I felt like the way it was actually implemented didn't quite turn out as neat as I thought it was going to. So well, it's going to be a tough show <laughs> if it continues like this. That's for sure. Let's get to the topics here. We have CEO. We'll be talking about that. It was this past weekend. We have big news that we're going to get to about Blaze Blue, and so it's talking about Blaze Blue as well as Biken and other characters too. We have an interview with King Hippo that I'm very much looking forward to. We have uh, some fun 5-5 matchup topics. There are other characters and games to discuss. There's some other news to discuss as well. But let's start by talking about CEO 2021. Again, this past weekend in Orlando, Florida. That's right. So first offline event of this caliber in a long time. CEO 2021 took place this last weekend in Orlando. And, uh, yeah, what were you? I mean, there's a lot to talk about here, so let's just... Yeah, just as, as a setup, there hasn't been a CEO since CEO 2019, so that's two and a half years ago. And more than Change that... The timer. The timer oh, has the begun, timer yes. The timer has not been updated. There have been offline events. We've talked about some of them. First Attack happened. Yeah. Uh, NEC happened. Like, there's, there have been things. KIT. Some stuff has occurred. But this is definitely the biggest thing that's happened in the FGC proper. And as far as, like, this size of event, yeah, the last time that you could say that it happened in, like, the FGC proper is, you know, it's not, it's not two years ago. It's two and a half years ago. Um, yeah. So it's, it is honestly quite a while at this point. And so, look, we talked about them before this thing happened and how Jabaley had planned to sort of, you know, deal with the, the COVID issue, trying to do his best, honestly saying in advance that you needed uh, proof of vaccination or negative COVID test, that you needed to have masks on. And in Florida, there's just not a lot more that you can do than that. In fact, I was concerned that you couldn't do that much. And I thought that he was taking risks legally. But, you know, it seems like it's worked out, which I'm very thankful for. Um, so, you know, typically CEOs in June. This time it was in December just because everything has been weird. And, and finally, <laughs> it, it did yeah. happen. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you know, just to start with, obviously, the bad news right away is that some people who have attended the event did test positive for COVID. Now, uh, some of the people, well, at least I know one person 
you know, who did test positive say that they probably caught it before they went to uh, CEO, yeah. that they were and that they were masked the whole entire time. The people that he came in contact with, he's already talked to, you know, direct contact with. They've tested themselves. They're so far negative. Obviously, it's early. They're going to have to test themselves again. Uh, but it seems like uh, for the most part, it's, uh, you know, um, that seems to be the isolated case right now. I haven't heard of anything yeah. else too crazy or anything. I, I, actually, that's the only case that I've heard of from CEO yeah. so far. Same. That's all that I've heard of, too. I mean, it will take a few days until stuff like that typically shows up. But, you know, frankly, if you're somebody who found out that you're sick after CEO and you have been vaccinated and boosted and you wore a mask the whole weekend and you let everybody know as soon as you found out, like you did as good as you could have done it to the extent that like, you know, you're there like that is, that's a risk obviously you're taking. But that aside, you did as good as you could have done. So uh, what can you do? Um, I, I think we should probably talk more about the uh, COVID stuff towards the end of this. But um, sure. as, as far as the event goes, before we get to the results, uh, it seemed like it was it was very it was well attended. Again, it was in the old Wyndham, which is where CEO used to take place every year. Where and so used to take place where CEO obviously I wasn't there. Take place. Right, correct. Yeah, right, that's true. That's true. Yes. But it was it was cool to me to see that. Like, there's a lot of good memories that I have from that area. And so seeing it on camera, seeing it on stream, I was that was really, really cool for me. And, you know, this this weekend, I made a bunch of time. I did have some other stuff to do, but I made a bunch of time to sit there and watch like a ton of different games. I watched a lot of hours of um, four or five different games, including basically the whole finals day. I was stoked for it. Like honestly, my my feeling was I didn't go. Of course, like we've talked about, I had some concerns as you guys do. That's why we're not there. But that aside, I I had a super fun time watching it, and I was really happy and thankful for everybody who who put on such a good show the the organizers the commentators and the broadcasters and the players doing a great job um so from that side of things i felt very positively what, what did you guys think um i mean i thought just w watching the event honestly it i feel like it really reminded me and made me remember why I love everything fighting games, <laughs> mm. <laughs> to be honest, because it was just, you know, uh, being able to see the faces of the players again, having the, 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 like the, um, what was it? Who was it that was a uh, top eight in Guilty Gear Strive who, uh, who, uh, eliminated hotashi i think it was a uh, idiosyncrasy with his pop-off versus hotashi and hotashi's you know comical reaction you know to seeing the the the, the pop-off and him like scooting off stage a little bit you know hearing the puerto rican crowd cheering for mono in the background you know and you know it's just all those little things like that was just it was it was so wonderful to see again, you know, and 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 just seeing how excited everybody was and seeing that involvement. Oh gosh, it was just it made me like God, I miss this, you know. For a while, I was just like I I I, I weirdly almost feel like I've forgotten what it felt like, you know, and and seeing it again like that was just it was it was wonderful to see and and it made me happy. I think, uh, I mean, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head with everything you said, James, but you left out one thing that I feel is really important and that 
this felt like even from just sitting at home watching, it felt like offline is back. I, I mean, like there's been other events, like we said, off that have happened offline, but that's what they felt like. They felt like special. This is an event that's happening offline. It didn't feel like an offline tournament. Uh, and CEO really, really just felt like an offline tournament. And and what I mean by that is obviously everybody doesn't get to go to every tournament. So all of us have experience watching the streams, right? And sitting mm-hmm. on Twitter. The 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 FGC, I, I feel like personally, this is, you know, my experience. It feels like uh in the pandemic the FGC kind of broke off into their own factions. The Dragon Ball Fighters players went their way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Rambo mm-hmm. players went their way, Tekken players went their way. And it didn't feel like as much of a community. It felt like each game was its own community, which right. is obviously always the case. But when CEO happened this weekend, everybody that I follow from all these diverse subgroups of the FTC were tweeting about CEO. And not even just the games that they're known for, but right. the tournament as a whole. And that really, really sealed it for me that, oh, shit, offline, offline is it's back. Like, it's it's happening now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think that side of it is totally true, and it's a big part of why I enjoyed the weekend so much. I have I felt the same thing. We've talked about it before. I've basically been following Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, and I haven't watched almost anything else in the last year and a half. Yeah. Just because that's what I care about the most, and I have limited time, and I it's easy for me to look at those things. I would have to seek out the other stuff, and that's just... right. I'm not going to do that as often, right? Which is understandable. And each of us has that own like sort of segment in the games that we care about most. And that's not to say that I don't enjoy watching those other games. So for this weekend, I like I said, I watched all of the uh, finals day. Um, and that was great. And I watched a bunch of stuff even before that. I, Mortal Kombat Top 8 was the previous day, for example. I watched that then. I, and I so, can confirm. You were in our group chat going off. I was going off about it. No doubt <laughs> yeah, about it. Very yeah. excited. I was talking about it on Twitter. And, and yeah, it, right. And there were lots of people in the chat as well who were that same kind of thing. Names who I saw chatting throughout the day rather than just like, I'm here for a particular game, then I'm gone. Right. Obviously, you also have people like, oh, whatever game's about to start, boo. Like that, obviously. That, oh, but that yeah, is, yeah. That's but whatever. that also, but that also like is FGC Major. <laughs> yeah, that is. It is. And that's Absolutely. also a thing that's back. And so I maybe I don't want everything to come back, but like it did feel like it was, <laughs> it was olden times. And I agree with James as well that it, it, it almost is a feeling that I had forgotten, I think. I think in particular, yeah. there was a match in MK Top 8, Ziadriel uh, El Punk yeah. versus Unjust, mm-hmm. that um, just was so good and and just made me feel like a hype and and excitement and my that, my heart was pounding in my chest and that was the that was the uh what kotal khan wasn't it projectile fatal blow finish right the, yeah the crushing blow yeah yeah, yeah crushing exactly, blow yeah. that's what it was yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah super super sick and uh, that feeling i just there have been big moments you know what i mean like there have been there was a whole season of uh the pro tour and same for sf5 and like there have been many many weekly events and community events and it's just not the same feeling as this offline it, event the crowds there right. cheering again like it's just a different sure. feeling look i i keep telling people this you know like the best part about fighting game tournaments is is the people right it's the reactions it's it's that like the matches are fun and everything but 
you know, this is this is how I feel about ranked as well, and this is how I feel about online events. It's just you don't get to see the players, you don't get to see the humans there, and just by adding that back in, it's such a big difference being able to see the reactions. Like every time I commentate CPT. You know, there's a lot of times where I'm just like, oh, I can totally imagine he's just like passed out on the floor right now because he's like so relieved. You know, like I'm I'm just I'm automatically imagining trying to, you know, feel what they're feeling, see what they're feeling and and trying to convey that to the audience. Because to me, that's so important. But, you know, when we're doing live events, I was I always like as soon as a match ended our view is always the multi-camera angle so we could see every view and if i could see the view of the players i would commentate that as opposed to anything else because if anything interesting was happening there like that's my favorite like oh you could see the relief on his face oh my god he's so excited because to me that's that's just everything that human aspect i've said fighting games are a are a uh, uh, it's a com- it's like it's a it's a it's a group genre. It's it is it's a social genre. Like it's not meant for us to be played alone by ourselves on ranked. You know, like it's just it's so much more exciting this way. E- even <laughs> did you guys see the the, the clip of uh, K Seven show off the CSL guy uh, his sponsor popping off watching K Seven win Guilty Gear. No, I didn't actually. Did not see that, no. it, it's just him watching at home on his TV by himself, and I think it might have been his wife or someone who was like secretly filming him. But like K oh, K Seven no. is just like starting to win. He's like, yes, yes, let's go. He's like jumping up and down. Like I, that kind of shit is that's fighting game community to me. So that that's the kind of stuff that that gets me hype, and I want to see more of that. And CEO, like I said, was full of that. And CEO has always been one of the best in terms of audience participation with the ring Mm -hmm. with people being able to pop off and do their intros and stuff it's a very human tournament and one of the most human tournaments because the players do get a chance to show off that way with their intros and have the ring to jump around and bounce around like like you know k7 did so Shoutouts to Buff Yipes doing the mic work. <laughs> oh, <laughs> felt so bad for him, dude. I I thought it was Yipes at first too. Yeah. I mean, you know, when they when you ha- when they both have masks on, I can see the resemblance. But yeah. mm-hmm. you know, if, if people don't know, we're talking about Dayasha, who's been doing mic work at CEO for a long time. And I gotta say, he he's always been a buff guy, but he buffed up for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, if the they don't hair. have masks on, like you could definitely see that, like they're different. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With the mask on, and you don't know them, like I get, I get making. Did, them and the best part was like <laughs> was when Street funny. Fighter Five started. He was like, "Look, I see you guys in the chat. I am not buff Yipes, and you know, <laughs> Yipes was in the chat." And he was like, guys, that's not me. I'm at home. I'm not at CEO. <laughs> and people in the chat were still like, uh, you're probably on your phone right oh, now in yeah. the ring saying that. Well, huh? see, the worst thing about it is as soon as Dayasha says, I am not buff yipes, he cemented Everybody it. He's buff yipes yeah. for the rest oh, yeah. of his life yeah. now. So, yeah, yeah. The no, crowd was, was chanting buff yipes. I, yeah, I didn't notice that. That's great. I saw tweets too of people tweeting Yipes and saying, "Hey man, you look good." And he was responding, "I'm not at CEO." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> felt so bad for him. I'm like, "Oh, dude, Mexican Thanks. king." I'll just, I'll just be like, "Thanks, guys. Yeah, I worked real hard. Thanks." 
Yeah, because Mexican King has said he was at CEO, so he's already been typing mm. some of that stuff in there into the chat. So shout outs to Mexican King for relaying some of that information. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that that was great. That whole ring stuff they did a great job at, and it just it seemed like a good CEO. You know, for, for yeah. people who were there. Again, I can only sort of guess. I wasn't there. I just watched a lot of it, and I saw a lot of people talking about it on social media and the like. Oh, but yeah. it seemed like it was a good event. Um, as far as the oh, one other thing that I wanted to point out was, as often happens, and there was one of these instances that was highlighted here. You know, the older couple who competed in Marvel, yeah. and they yeah. and they even have gamer tags, and they're going to be running an event next yeah. year. Yeah, they were there to do research. It was a uh, Tinker and Arachius, I think, is uh, Arachius right. is the husband. Yep. Tinker is the is the is the wife. They are from Georgia. And uh, they were there to enter, and they played at, in Marvel. And like you said, they're definitely older couple. And I think that's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Big up to my boy, Graham Bam, beating up Tinker. What a, what a name. How, how is your name, Ram Bam, and you beat up the grandmother? Like, it's just... If Tinker he went in a movie, I wouldn't believe it. Oh, sick. Tinker went one, one and, and two. two. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, the I crowd was have... booing every time the elderly couple got right. hit in Marvel. As they should. Right, yeah. I mean, if you're playing against them, you have to play seriously. Like, don't. Oh, like, I'm, I'm would... getting triple perfects, dog. What do yeah, you mean? I'm going hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for, for sure. It's more. It's more disrespectful to like take your hands off the wheel. You know what I mean? But, I mean, it was. Yeah. It was like when no... I were in the crowd, I would have been booing also. So, do you remember? Yeah. No, you got, you got remember... both sides of the coin there. Noah the prodigy at Evo beating yeah. everybody when Chris G beat him. Everyone was booing Chris G and Chris G was yeah. like on the audience like, what do you want me to do? Like, you know, yeah. it's hilarious. Absolutely. So I thought that was great. There are a lot of cool stories like that out of CEO. Um, now, as far as the uh, also COVID before side, oh, before we get to that, I just also want to say I do give Jabali a lot of shit all the time in person and uh, online and stuff. But I mean, shout outs to him. He ran an amazing event, and you know it it takes a certain person to be the one to like try to bring it back and 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 do something like this. And I think he did a fantastic job. Uh, so shout outs to him. Great job to CEO and that entire staff. You know, I noticed Tong doing a lot of work there now and everything like that. So Yeah, I mean, well, one, one thing I absolutely want to point out is that, well, I mean, you're right to shout out Jabali, obviously, but he, one thing I will shout him out for additionally is that he's actually, like, doing a good job now at highlighting other people and the work that they do. Like, he had tweets <laughs> about how important Tong was, and Tong's clearly in, like, a major role there, which yeah. is appropriate. And he shouted out Evan as well on Twitter, yeah. um, which is really important. Um that's the guy people don't know who who does a lot of work at like supplying big tournaments, yeah, yeah, holding yeah. on to consoles he's, and stuff he's like the that. Owner operator of gaming, game generation, right, right, yeah. yeah, and and that's like very very important for logistics for a ton of FGC events. Yes, um, yeah, it is. So you know, it's it's good that he is doing a better job at highlighting those people. It's obviously not a one man show, and we often treat it like it is, and that's important to talk about. So shout out yeah. to the whole staff for sure. Dude, I, Evan Evan is beloved by everybody who he meets. Like Evan yeah, is the nicest human I've ever met, probably hands down. And like I, I forgot the name guy. I forgot the name of the guy at Gaming Generations who is the truest unsung hero. Because he's the one who drives the truck cross country to every event. To, it's like when it's Evo, he drives a truck with everything in it to Evo. When it's oh, CEO, I know who this is, and their name is on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, if when I it's, think of it, I'll say it. 
in Florida, he'll drive all the way to Florida for Frosty Faustings, which I'm sure they're using them again. He's going to be driving all the way to Chicago, you know. I mean, eh, Wisconsin, Chicago. Not not so far. Oh, okay, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. It's like a two-hour drive, but that's the right. other ones, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so shout-outs to, shout to Gaming Generations. Honestly, this, this scene wouldn't even exist without them, honestly. so They really do important work, yeah. Yeah. Um, so as far as the COVID issue goes, I think the thing that I would say about it is that from a viewer perspective on the first couple of days, I felt pretty positive with what I was seeing. It seemed mm-hmm. to me like most people, at least at the times that I was watching, were masked. Um, the commentators, you know, were, I guess were clearly allowed to not wear masks if they felt comfortable with that. It seemed to me that the players on stream were allowed to do that too. I don't know, but that's mm-hmm. kind of what it seemed like. But the people in the background that I saw were mostly masked up. And then on Sunday, maybe still the majority were, it looked like, in the background. But mm-hmm. that said, like, there was a lot of other, there were a lot of people without masks on or, you know, who had the masks around their chin or under their <laughs> nose. It definitely right. seemed a, a, a more lax. Yeah. And that's and that's the moment when you probably need, the, need that most because there's right. so many people all together. They're all yelling and cheering. And so that, that moment made me a little bit nervous. But I will say that from what I've said, from what I've read on Twitter, from people who were actually there, they, the ones who I've seen talk about it, have been positive about how many people were yeah. masking up and how many people were taking it seriously. And, you know, as we mentioned earlier, like there are only so many things you can do in Florida legally to be safe. Like you just can't mandate the same kind of stuff that you can in other places. And so in that context, it seemed to me like they were doing about as well as you could honestly expect. I, I don't know. What did you guys think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, mean I, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I, I thought they did as, as well as you can. Uh, uh, we're going to see it at Frosty's too. There's going to be people that try to skirt the rules and don't have their mask on properly. But, you know, when you have thousands of people at an event and it looks like 95% of them are following the rules, you're doing a pretty damn good job, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, again, we weren't there, but everything that I saw on stream seemed at a level that is acceptable, you know, like yeah. it was, it, again, they're doing the best they could. It's impossible to police 5,000 people in a ballroom. You, you, yeah. you can't. I mean, I, I, I they, they the... did pretty well, but most people seemed respectful. Yeah. When I checked the audience, I was actually surprised to see the, you know, the, the number of people masked. I mean, I was expecting most people, but it felt like nearly all were masked. You know, you could see, you could definitely spot the faces in the crowd when you can see a whole face and stuff, yeah. but you know, no shame. Seems, just yeah. Right on stream. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know, we, you know how it is in those top eight experiences. If you're not playing or commentating or otherwise working, you're, you're getting ripped a little bit, right? <laughs> like you're, you're a little sauce for sure. I mean, um, speak for yourself, me right, David. Me I mean, never. I mean, like some, some. I don't know if it's a majority, but like it's a pretty big percentage of people who probably at least fifty yeah. percent. Yeah. I mean, that's my guess, honestly. I've like, never you're, you're experienced there. this in my life. I have. You're never. there on vacation. because you're always busy commentating. Yeah, you're working. Things. You're doing the top eight. Uh, even if I'm not, Even if I'm not. I know. I know. But a lot of people honestly are, and so under those circumstances. It's going to be even tougher to keep a lid on things. I get right. it. I get it. And so, again, all things considered, it seemed to me like about as well as you could expect. And yeah. I, I have seen people say that, like, that, that uh, uh, level of compliance m- 
for them isn't going to justify them attending an event and you know that's totally that's fine I, yeah, absolutely. absolutely absolutely right everybody has a different risk tolerance like we should all we should all already have been vaccinated if you can get it if you live in a country where that that's available same with getting the booster if you're somewhere that, where that's available we these are already things that we should have all done and so with that and masking we nevertheless all have you know levels of risk that we're going to be okay with taking or not and I, I don't have any like aspersions to cast on anybody for that for sure but again from what i could tell about as good as they could have done in my in my view so. and, and you know honestly you know Look, I mean, you can see how effective masks have been in the fact that it's just even the number of common cold has just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this past yeah. couple of years, the regular flu and the common cold have just not been that prevalent as previous years, you know? Look, that, so. that said, even if it was as good as it could have gone, if you're somebody who went, you know, oh, I, tested, I really recommend... Tested, yeah. yeah, Yeah, wait a few days until you know typically it does take a few days for that kind of thing to become um a testable rather than getting a false negative yeah. so wait wait a few days isolate and then get tested and i hope that things are cool but it is going to take a couple more days for us to figure out like you know who was were more people sick than just the you know individual case that we've heard about so far right we'll find out so uh, all right as for the event itself results anything yeah. sticking out to you yeah, I want to shout out the homie Jason for taking second and Marvel 3. Oh, yes, he got all the way to second so place? Cool. He, he was in Grand Finals, second. dude. He was in Grand Not Finals. just in Grand Finals, but he was there on winner's side. He was dude. on winner's side. Ray Ray reset and took it. But I uh, even, I'm happy I, for Ray, too, because Ray is like infamous second placer. So right. for Ray to, to clutch that out from loser's side and come back, that's amazing, too. But, man, I'm so proud of Jason. What a guy. Pushing Parsec Marvel 3 on everyone in every capacity that he can. Giving out free servers for people to play on to try it out. Playing with anybody who was willing to play with him. Me included. I played a ton of matches with him when Marvel 3 was popping again. You know, like when it resurfaced basically online. Yeah. And Dude, uh, Yeah, mean, man. To, to see him take second, that's just... Uh, I was so proud of him. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously he's been playing a lot. You see how much it helps. <laughs> But, yeah. uh, you know, one of the important things, though, is about Marvel that I'd like to mention as well is, like, that game, like, it might as well be one of the main games currently. Like, I feel like that game is going to be popping at every tournament. It's just... Not bad for a 10-year-old game. How many did you say? 163. That's great. That's, That's great, great, dude. That game is... That is a game that is not going to die. I'll tell you that much. So, I mean, that game is going to is gonna live for a while so but yeah punk got top eight in marvel 2 that's crazy <laughs> yeah marvel but, 3 uh, marvel 3 marvel 3 yeah no i meant marvel as i just realized that now but yeah. i mean obviously look every once in a while you know david and i will admit that we make horrible mistakes and uh, are wrong about things. And so I think both David and I would like to have a formal apology to Mono about telling him to switch away from Fong. Otherwise, he'll never win a major tournament. And uh, <laughs> shout outs to Mono, dude. I'm yeah, of course. so like, don't get me wrong. 
Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love Punk. Like, I love Punk to death. I want to see him win everything because, you know, I that guy is passionate about fighting games and everything and, and about what he can do. He knows his potential. But I was so happy for Mono to, to win CEO. What a what a crazy upset with a crazy character and just what a win for Puerto Rico. Like all the talk, they said that the newspapers are printing articles about him, like the country's yeah, talking about it. It's crazy, dude. Uh, it was so, so cool. Um, yeah, I was unabashedly rooting for him. Like, everybody on the stage there were, like, people I know are friends of mine, right? But uh, <laughs> but him in in particular, I've felt for so long that he's one of the best players in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've explicitly had conversations with him, as James suggested, where we will literally say, you know that you're a character selection away from making Capcom Cup. Like, I've said that <laughs> in the past. And I have believed it. This is a guy who, it's not like he's always a low-tier hero. He played Yun in Third Strike. He played Dictator in SF4. Not, like, the maximum tier, but, like, a good, good character. I mean, was Yun good in Third Strike? I mean, I, I think he was pretty good in Third okay, Strike, okay, yeah. Okay, and right. in SF5, he actually played Dictator and then dropped him when Dictator got buffed. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, he... I think I think part of why it's so cool is that he ended up doing it with the character that he wanted to do it with. And it's not, you know, I don't want to say that it's... That character has been buffed, right? It's not as good as some characters in the game. I think probably still on, like, the sort of lower end. But in the context of a game, that's pretty pretty well balanced, yeah. really. Yeah, and, and they've buffed him in interesting ways. He's not, like, buffed in ways that make him more obvious or easier to play like they buffed him in like cool interesting ways and the fang players have figured out how to how to make that work and that's really really cool um yeah mono's a good buddy of mine i mean he he and i talk on the phone sometimes and he has stayed at my apartment in the past and um it that was that was a really meaningful win to me like i i teared up when that happened i thought that was so cool um i was very very happy for him and uh he he actually called me later that night and we just you know talked about the matches and like how he was feeling and that it meant a lot to me too that that he called so you know big shout outs to him i was really really happy for him and nobody deserves it more very yeah, very cool and 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 again for me it's it wasn't even just that mono friend won it's it's just i thought it was just such a big victory for the whole entire country oh i'm sorry the whole entire uh province of 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 uh, puerto rico you know, just seeing how the, they were all going nuts and just that that whole crew, that whole... There were so many of them there at the event. And just, like I said, just how happy they are. That Like, I, I've just been seeing on my timeline, it's just like celebration, celebration. And, and it's yeah. just, it's so cool. So One of, one of the things that I wanted to shout out with the Street Fighter one is that I really liked uh, the commentary. I thought that Sankola and Brad did a really good job on there. And it really brought home to me the point that in the last couple of years with this online situation, there have been a lot of people on come up in commentary. And that's something I noticed throughout the weekend, actually, was people who I didn't recognize or who I maybe have recognized, but only since online heavy commentary began. Uh, And so I think that's super cool that they use that time to up their skills Mm -hmm. and to get more more, um, notice. And to be able to do top eight, and I think that they nailed it. So hats off to them. That was really cool. 
for me, the thing that I wanted to shout out the most was in Mortal Kombat, where two twins from Chile who are 16 years old got first <laughs> and second place yeah. at this event. And this is an event that, you know, did not have Sonic Fox and like that. Like there were a few players who you would say like, oh, they weren't here. But honestly, a lot of the scene was there. It was a really good tournament for Mortal Kombat. It was not a case of like, nobody's there, so these kids won it. It was at, not like that at all. In fact, both of them made it through really, really strong players who have made like Evo top eights and have done really, really good stuff and who have won majors in the past, won pro tour events in the past. Um, so that was incredible. They're, again, they're 16. They're, um, what the guys were saying on commentary are just from a small town, not even from like major city in Chile. And <laughs> they have just played against each other so much that they're good. Like that's incredible. Uh, talk about talent. So hats off to them. I thought that was really great. They then had one of the most interesting grand finals that I've seen in a while because it was them jerking around for sure. But also... <laughs> in a way that like was so maximum level at the same time <laughs> like, <laughs> like you could you could see like why they have gotten so good because they're it's not like they're they're not joking around they're not like purposely not doing combos they're doing like the hard stuff they were doing some hard stuff oh, during the right. grand final mm -hmm. but like at the same time you know you could tell that they know each other so well that they have to like play it weirdly right so anyway it was just a really interesting grand finals i really enjoyed it um that's yeah, CEO, shout outs. No, I mean, we're out of time. Do you want, I mean, we, we still haven't had a chance to talk about a few things, though. I mean, this is obviously a big, important topic. Do you want to add more timer or do, should we just, should we use a timer buster well, if we got it? I mean, what? you can use your timer buster if you want, but we're already 10 minutes behind and Hippo is waiting on us. Yeah. All right, all right. So, Bust it if you want. All right. I mean, two, one, go, go. obviously, I just want to add in as well. I thought, uh, Guilty Gear Strive was really cool as well. Really happy for uh, that. I'm really happy for K7 Show Off. I mean, again, this is this is a, a, one of those games like Dragon Ball that was a community uh, melting pot, right? And K7 Show Off is from the NRS community. And he came in here and was able to take the event. And I think that's super sick, showing like all of whatever claims that NRS players aren't strong, quote, whatever, is just a bunch of hogwash basically uh and they're clearly super good but also you know to remy celeste as well uh vtuber player online show, showing up here and getting second place with axel okay so all of the you know axel is dead you know fears and stuff like that highly exaggerated and stuff but you know gonna be happy for my boy kizzy k of course and tempest you don't why did you got to do that to flash dude like why did you <laughs> the 100 percent may combo there uh but i mean it was really cool to see uh, a lot of the players there and really interesting because this is the first time that we've had a big major offline event right so hotashi finishing in ninth place lord knight finishing in ninth place marlon but now there were complaints obviously about the fact that the stage had the PS4 Pro, the stations had the regular PS, so there were different um, delays jumping back and forth, and it was input lags. It, it was really kind of confusing that way. But overall, really happy about that event as well. So, okay. So there goes my buster already. Let's move on to the next topic here. Boof. <laughs> 
Yeah. So and, and, you know, actually, actually, I don't want to. Uh, uh, people in the chat are going to be mad. Shout outs to Arslan Ash taking Tekken as well. That's super, super cool for traveling out there and doing that. Yeah, just a brief aside. Uh, we asked, have been asking, honestly, like what people want to see change on the Tuesday show. And the number one response by far was uh, don't talk about tournament results as, as much. So we didn't last week. Uh, we're going to keep it super brief with the results section here. That's why we phrased it more as like, what are you interested in? What were cool right. moments for you? Rather than like, here's a list of everybody, everybody who got top yeah. eight. So uh, just a little explanation. All right, let's move on to the next one. So at the end of CEO, matches are all done. There are trailers. And Jabaley had teased these. And we thought, is he just going to be showing us a CEO 2022 trailer? What are you gonna be doing <laughs> it actually turned out to be cool things. It was, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I kind of had an indication that it was going to be something a little bit, like, more Arxis-related. But uh, this was not what I was expecting. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be, like, biking. That's it. But, mm. I mean, the fact that they came out with Blaze Blue Central Fiction and Blaze Blue Cross Tag cross tage battle boy i can't type here i guess here. you know nobody was gonna i was just gonna let it rock i saw it i was gonna <laughs> let it go anyway but, the important you know, thing is that they're getting rollback dude. they're getting rollback internet and not only like in the future but bbcf currently has a beta test for the rollback yes and you, can, uh-huh. you can go on steam right now and play it I was trying it out earlier, and, and it exists. And, and just as a quick note, all of Blaze Blue is on sale right now too. Like, yeah. there's a package on Steam that you could buy all of the Blaze Blues, and uh, that includes Central Fiction with the rollback beta. That uh, Shinizak has said no intention of stopping until it's released in February. So this might be an infinite beta that you can just play like this until it's released in February. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And if you only want to play BBCF, it's 20 bucks for that game by itself right now. So please yeah. to check it out. Yeah, huge news. And it's like what many of us actually said when Arxis asked the question, like, which game do you want to see get rollback? A lot of people said, even people who aren't necessarily Blazoo players said, BBCF should get it. Yes, And 100%. like, I, I also want to BB tag as somebody who played that game a lot as well. I'm I'm super happy for Blaze Blue fans. Um, it's a game that I played in a couple versions of it, uh, not BBCF. So I'm kind of coming into that one without a lot of things changed about the game, <laughs> game's version. Right. So I'm coming into it basically brand new, I guess. I know and, I, I one combo. I have learned one combo with Taker with this version of Taker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in BB Tag, I played a lot of that game, even on its bad internet for a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm excited when that comes out. It's not out yet. Uh, when that comes out. I'm very excited for that. So really, really cool news. There's already like immediate results. Like, you know, people have been checking the stats on Steam to see how oh, many yeah. people are playing. BBCF, yeah. already thousands uh, of people. It's like it was yeah. 4,000. A little bit over, so over 3,000. The peak, 3, 000, the 4, peak 000. is 4,733. There you go. The, the growth of the day. but I mean, people were going here even before the beta started. People yeah. were jumping online even before they had the ability to play. And, and like it was like a thousand percent increase from Sunday to Monday when it got like released and stuff. It was insanity. And and again, you know, you mentioned it. I don't even play Blaze Blue. And I think that this is the best 
decision. Like, I think this was the right choice. The I feel like the Blaze Blue fans deserve this so much because, we, look, you've seen it through the interviews that we do. How many players have come on here and said Blaze Blue is like the game for them? This is the game that they love deepest within their heart and stuff. You know, this is a game that a lot of people are very, very passionate about. And I feel like they deserve it. Now, a lot of people in the chat or wherever on YouTube, they're all going to be asking, what about Grand Blue? What about Dragon Ball? That's not up to Arxis, okay? Both of those games are not going to be up to Arxis on whether or not that they can put rollback in there because that's all budgeted through Bandai Namco slash side games, you know, mm. uh, respectively for their, for their games. So for the games that they had control over, this was the perfect choice. And I mean, a lot of people are going to want Exert, but they're not going to do that because Strive is currently the game that people are playing. But I'm just so happy for the Blaze Blue community. Like, these guys have been so patient, and I really do hope that this creates an influx. A lot of people are like, hey, I own Central Fiction and Tag, and I never played them. Now I'm going to download them and try them again and stuff. So I just, oof, I'm so I'm so happy, honestly, for, for the scene. Me too. It's been very cool to yeah, see. it's cool. So February 2022 is when BBCF officially launches with this. Although, like the guys were saying, this just sounds like you're just going to be able to play it until then anyway. <laughs> and then for BB Tag, sometime in 2022. We don't know when. Also note that uh, Central Fiction so far is only Steam. And BB Tag, they said, was going to be PS4 and Steam. So um, don't know if Central Fiction will be updated on any of the other platforms. Uh, but so far, the trailer just announced that it was going to be Steam, and that's it. So PC gaming, that's right. Yeah, pretty sweet. I mean, I'm wondering if there is the potential here. Uh, like, you know, are we going to see new BB Tag content? Because if they're going to well, do Steam they, and PS4, they made the announcement. They directly said, "This is not the end for Blaze Blue. That we have, right. we're still working on Blaze Blue content." So. Almost for sure, yeah. They're they're they got to be cooking something up. Oh, Gundam Jehudi. There's there's no right. way you put Central Fiction with rollback, and aren't kind of using that as a bit of a litmus oh, test yeah, to course. see if there's some interest. Like there's <laughs> they're 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 doing something with this, right? Uh, how I mean, Gundam Jehudi Kai brings up a really good point that Blaze Blue Central Fiction on PlayStation was also cross generation PS3 and PS4. So maybe they can't update it because they would have to update the PS3 version somehow or something like that. And maybe, who knows, maybe who knows if that's even possible. But yeah, uh, for yeah, sure it's definitely a popular IP. It's been yeah. a, it's been a very popular game in Japan the whole time. So yeah, yeah. super exciting. Congrats, to everybody! I, I, can't, I can't wait for everybody to play BB Tag online and get mixed up. And still get hit by all the things that they swore they would block if they were actually offline. Because <laughs> that game that is... game is real gnarly. There's some oh real, yeah, real gnarly mix-ups. I mean, both games, BBCF and BB Tag, have some pretty yeah. gnarly stuff going on. <laughs> but I mean, they're yeah, really yeah. fun. They're, you they're say really cool that, games. but I still think Tag was like on another level of gnarly. But I'm not saying that that is a bad thing. Like, look at how much people love MVC two and MVC three and MVC three. Like, those are two of the gnarliest games that you can find, right? So I mean, with Wall Taker, I'd straight up like guard break on blockables. So, I mean, <laughs> there's definitely gnarly stuff in that game and that's not even you know what the top tier teams are at this point so right. uh all right anyway very cool congrats to everybody pleased to play the games that was not the only announcement they then had a trailer and some character got announced 
for Guilty Gear Strive. Iken. Iken was announced for Guilty Gear Strive. I was actually really surprised by this. Like, it feels like the the, the waifu pick. You know what I mean? Like, this is like people are going to want to play her because this is Biken, right? And, like, people love, like, she's that, you know, Street Fighter V, Mika gets announced. Everyone's like, oh, my God, I love Armika. And it's like, you've never played Armika. You've never cared about Armika in your life. You know, I feel like that. But I think Jiyuna kind of put it best when he said that hating on biking is the new i love biking <laughs> a lot of people seem to hate biking more than they actually really actually hate her it seems like they're hating her just because for the memes now or something but uh i mean i'm excited biking was one of my secondary main secondaries in xx for the express purpose that i could not be eddie with uh i'm eddie slash zato with johnny at all so I had to use Biken to fight him. Um, I'm really, really curious to see how they're going to implement her. Because for, I mean, I saw a tweet that was like, you know, someone chastising Biken, people claiming they like Biken because they're like, oh yeah, I want to play Biken because I like blocking. And they're like, Biken doesn't block. And I was like, you must be an Exerd player. <laughs> <laughs> Because XX, bike and blocked all day. Because that's was where her power was. She's the alpha counter monster. She has free alpha counters on every button that she has. She has a light, a, a kick, she has a punch, a kick, a slash. And then she eventually got a heavy slash alpha counter. And um, that was her whole design. But in Exert, it was not that at all. Which is why it was hard for me to play her. It was, it was actually hard for me to get used to her. Because she was so different the style of how she played was different and so i'm really curious to see how what they're gonna do with her because they could revert her back to the alpha counter style all you have to do is make sure her alpha counters can't be prc'd just like you know dps on on whiff and stuff like that and i think you could implement it and i think it would work and uh i i would love to have her go back to that style but not sure how it's gonna work I think it's pretty safe to assume that they'll have her base game plan from some game that she was in in the past within Strive, but she's probably going to be pretty different considering her, her game plan. I mean, if if you look at Ram, if you look at Jacko, if you look at so yeah. many characters, they're quite a bit different from what they used to be. Right. That's what I'd expect from Biken. I, I think she'll probably be pretty different. Um the only the only thing that I, I was surprised about is I thought they would release Biken as the first DLC. You know, it's like the waifu. And then I realized she was stuck in Sam show with that net code and it took that long to get over to <laughs> drive. So it makes sense that she's one of the last DLC okay. characters to me now. It was such a long series of tubes back from there. That... So many. Delay oh, based. Boy. Delay based. It was yeah, such it was a not... delay. It was such Ugh. a delay. Uh, yeah, I mean, look. Oh, thanks for resetting me. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any experience with Biken. Like, I've never used her, never really played her. And so far, my experience with her is people is seeing people be like, oh, no, not this character. And then <laughs> some people claiming that they love her. Uh, so whatever. I mean, I, it doesn't really matter to me either way. I mean, Aiming that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like James said, like with Mika, where people were like, I love Mika. And fact, before she was announced for five, there were not five people on Earth who loved Mika, who were even, like, <laughs> had even thought about her twice. Right. Uh, and all of a sudden, they were coming out of the woodwork. 
I don't know what the deal is with this character, but I, I'm looking forward to it. I feel like the cast in Strive, while different, like Tupo was saying, still has a lot of interesting stuff. And I'm sure that they'll find some way to make her probably different, but also still in interesting ways. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. one of the reasons why a lot of people hated her is because she can zone really well with a Tommy map. But in XX, like, I totally get it. The only reason why I use her is because I didn't want to learn how to block Eddie's stuff. Right, because then I, when she gained the the heavy alpha counter, which she just flung across the screen, it was like the perfect anti eddy tool. And yeah, a lot of people hated fighting her because she's like a grappler in a way that as soon as you fight her, your game plan needs to shift, especially in the XX style. You couldn't fight her the same way you fought a hundred percent of the other characters. You know how Guilty mm. Gear is very knockdown, mix. Guess what? You have to. No, she was like, you know, if she blocked once, she might hit you and you died. Like you had to have right. bike and safe strategies and stuff. So a lot yeah. of people hated fighting her because of that, and that's where a lot of the frustration comes from. Oh, Rev 2 Biken was... Oh, yeah, Rev 2 Biken is completely different. Yeah, yeah, Exerd Biken is a completely different beast because she didn't have alpha counters anymore. She could. She had red parries. They turned her into a red parry character. So you always had to parry into triggering something. Uh, and so that was different. It wasn't just, I'm going to alpha counter and be invincible until my move hits you kind of thing. So... Um, but at the same time, she was she got a little more zoning. She got like these like better claw moves that can go in different directions. She got even a, a really slow fireball that she could throw across the screen and stuff. And she could get access to all of her alpha counter moves out of her command dash, which she couldn't do before. And so, you know, there's a lot of little tweaks that they did to try to make her work within that system. So yeah. she comes out sure. in January, I believe. Yep. Of next yeah. year. So pretty soon. Next month. Yeah, just one month, dude. I'm surprised. I thought it was going to be longer for, for the next character, but it seems like they're chugging along. <laughs> yep. Cool. Well, anything else to say about that? Was that is that all, or is that is that the last DLC for this season, or is there, like, one more slot? I don't know. I think there's okay. one more. I think I think there's one more. Okay, one more, one more. Oh, yeah, chat, chat says one more, one I believe. More. Yeah. That's right. Biken could do her counter out of the run in plus R. That's right. She hadn't been able to do I, uh, it until then. I actually was surprised it was Biken. I, I thought I thought it was going to be Elfelt. I guess they're saving oh. her for last. You but really you are expecting Elfelt next, though, huh? Yeah, I think I think that'll be the last DLC character. Who who was it that was crying on stream when Biken was, uh, was revealed? I, Biken Superfan six six nine nine. Yeah, I don't know the guy personally either. Uh, but like, uh, that's that's funny. Like, that's the kind of thing that happens each time there's some big reveal for a major game. Dude, right? like that's we've seen that many times for other games too. Look, so. man, in ten days cute. from today, I'm gonna be bawling my eyes out in the theater watching Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> I can't make fun of anyone for crying over fictional characters. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, right. I, I, the only reason why I ask is because when Elfelt comes out, Lost Soul is gonna be doing the same thing, right? So. Oh. <laughs> Almost for sure, right? And Otashi as well. Otashi is yeah, Elfelt super fan yeah. number six six nine 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 nine. It's true. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know him, but right, like it's not that's not how I react necessarily, but like you know, it's cool. People do. That's and I yeah. respect that. I think that's pretty cool actually. Yeah, I mean I, I That's actually how I reacted when Dan was announced in Street Fighter Five, if you guys recall. <laughs> right? I didn't. 
Nope. Yeah, honestly, no. when they first started that trailer and the kanji showed up and they started reading the kanji, you know, I wasn't immediately trying to count the syllables, but I thought that I was like, wait, are those haikus? Because if that was the case, then it was going to be Slayer. So I almost thought it was Slayer yeah. at first. I actually did think it was Slayer at first, too. I was like, oh, this yeah. is going to be Slayer. Interesting. And then, yeah. and then they dropped the bike in. What would have been cool, too, is I also thought maybe this is Jubei from Sam show crossing over into guilty. Gear. That would have been sick. <laughs> That's that, that was, I was like first slayer, then Jubei, then they showed bike. And I was like, Oh, well, that makes sense too. Dude. Yeah. When, I when would. 12 gets announced for street fighter six, that's when I'll cry. Everybody else will be crying too, but for a different reason. <laughs> yeah, for a completely different reason. I just don't understand how anyone could like no. the block. Anyways, oh, well, actually, All right. no, it makes sense. It makes let's, sense. David let's is go a t- to break. David yeah, likes let's Tager. Take a break here. David likes Tager, so he likes 12. It all makes sense. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. I, you're, you mean that as a burn, but I mean that as yes, oh, exactly. So David likes his characters to a T, right? Tager and 12. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, why are you looking so confused? See you soon, everybody. We'll have King Hippo here on the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Tuesday show. We are bringing on our guest for the week, and that is going to be uh, someone that you may have read a lot of their stuff and seen a lot of their, uh, you know, comments on Twitter on the social media verse. And that is, of course, Mr. King Hippo Forty Two. So let's bring him on over here. Hello, King Hippo. How are you doing, sir? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hey man, thanks a lot for joining us. It's really cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thirty-three <laughs> and a third chance of that working, I'd say it worked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, we'll definitely be talking about the stuff that James mentioned, your writings and so forth. But mm-hmm. let's start by just talking about how it is that you got into playing fighting games in the first place, and then taking the fighting games uh, more seriously, getting into the community. Absolutely. Okay, so. Like uh, probably a lot of us, you know, I was born in the 90s, and that was the peak, you know, for a lot of really popular properties. Born in the 90s. All right, thanks for the interview. Thanks for the interview. I'll see you later. All right. It's been King Hippo. I got to play the youth card somehow. Uh Uh-huh. Nice work. I say that as I'm turning 30. Anyways. Oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) No. You're supposed to be on my side. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Anyways, so I was, you know, I was growing up, I was playing like, you know, I had the Super Nintendo ports of like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat 2, you know, even back before it was, you know, really now a kind of a, a sleeper hit. I was a huge fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters, mm-hmm. um, huge fan of the Forgotten Trade West Classic, Double Dragon 5, The Shadow Falls, you know, all those yep. games. I played those a ton. And then so, you know, I would have to contribute what me taking a little bit more seriously was probably when I bought and this was probably like 2006, maybe the the Street Fighter 2 anniversary collection for PS2 mm-hmm. th- that had Third Strike and I think like yeah, Hyper yeah. Street Fighter 2 Turbo. And yeah. I played I played that a lot. I played that a lot. And I really just, you know, I dug Super Turbo and a Third Strike. And then I had the Xbox version of Capcom Classics Collection Volume 2 which of course has a like how to play at a high level by uh, David Sirloin. (laughs) And it was, uh, you know, it was informative. I'd never really thought of it as like, you know, um, the the way he had described it, you know, was uh, enlightening. And I just, then it was like, okay, maybe I'll start taking these seriously. And of course I'm a proud and I'm a loud and proud O-Niner. So 
Street Fighter 4 is coming out. It came out in, in 2008. And uh, I was watching it on YouTube constantly. I was watching the arcade footage and all that stuff. So I was all in. Uh, really, though, the first tournament I remember entering for was uh, a absolute classic that was not controversial at all. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix, everybody. <laughs> and that was... Uh, By the I played same that in- David Sirloin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> same big rig Sirloin. That's right. So I feel like George Lucas. Like, I, I just, I just want to mention yeah. that... I just want to mention that I still love his tutorial because his tutorial was like beginner... The first thing you want to learn is how to control space. And I was like, what? what? I know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's mostly yeah, the beginner tactic is controlling. He doesn't yeah. even he just doesn't care. He goes all in like the advanced tactic is like negative edging, like right. piano input, negative edging. And I, I just still don't know how to do that to this day. So, <laughs> you know, I, I can't say I learned all of it. But, yeah, I was playing that and then play Street Fighter four. And that was, you know, I played Street Fighter four and like Marvel three, kind of pretty much anything that came out. I would try in you know, my local scene is very robust. So they had pretty much every player for anything, and uh, but where, really, where, where I, where are you located? Sorry, I'm in Glendale, Arizona. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. I'm on the west side. Most of the players are from the east side, so they're from like the Tempe yeah, yeah, area yeah. and stuff like okay, that. Yeah, okay. so, but uh, yeah, so I played pretty much. But then I kind of settled into in 2011. My brother was really into Mortal Kombat, uh, Mortal Kombat Nine, and I was like. Oh, you know, I've played Mortal Kombat before. I don't know if, you know, this is going to be that serious, but I absolutely fell in love with it. And the scene was very small. At the time, it had very, very, very good players who had almost gotten top eight at Evo and ended up going to NEC. And uh, Detroit Ballin, who was our local best local player, he won NEC that year. <laughs> and Morty Seinfeld, who was our other best player, I believe got fourth. So it was like the really good players, and it was you just you couldn't miss it. And it was only like four or five guys that took it really seriously. So it was really tight knit, it was really close. And I pretty much stuck by those guys and by NRS games for pretty much forever. That's pretty much what I started to focus on. I still play lots of fighters. Like like the last tournament I entered was probably four or five months ago. I I played Tekken Seven, so I you know I play a bunch of stuff. But uh, NRS games definitely are my bread and butter. What was the thing that got you into fighting games? I mean, you talk about in the '90s having played them. Mm-hmm. I did too, but. Was there something that you noticed at that time or that maybe later on when you started taking them more seriously that drew you in as opposed to other games? Oh, absolutely. So uh, aside from like, so like Mortal Kombat is like my favorite fighter and a a big part of it has to do with like how cool it's presented. Uh, Like the lore and story and stuff like that. It's Mm -hmm. very easy, like very comic booky. It's very easy for a kid to get into. So that was a huge factor. But if you're talking about on a more like... um, I don't know, I hate to use the term intellectual, but like a technical level, a big thing about it, like in a game design way, was that, uh, you know, I'm a, I love uh, problem solving, even though I hate math, mm-hmm. I love problem solving. <laughs> and so I love platforms. So platforming games are huge because you, you kind of, you get a screen and you have to learn how to get through it, you know, and there's a lot of obstacles in your way that's kind of clearing out the best way to get through it. So with fighters, it's really interesting because that changes constantly all the time. Your snaps are on fire most of the time. Like you have to figure it out so fast, so frequently, and I think that's really fun. Uh, you know, a lot of people, it's extremely frustrating, and so, and well, we, we can probably talk about this later. I think that's probably why the genre is not as big as it could be, but mm-hmm. I think it's extremely thrilling. It's thrilling to watch. It's thrilling to play, and I never, I never no, don't get a kick out of that. Like the feeling, like I was just playing. Um, Luke just came out in Street Fighter Five, so I'm playing Luke, and you know, you get the feeling of like, oh, I'm gonna fireball, I'm gonna fireball. Always oh, jumping DP time, and it's like you, you, you can see it happening in your mind, and it, it plays out just like that. There's no feeling quite like it, and yeah. I don't think fighters are very unique in that they offer that aspect of it, and that's why I'll always probably play them in some capacity, even if I'm not playing them competitively. Yeah, I've always said that 
that one time where you play someone else and for some reason you know what they're gonna do for like five decisions in a row and you blow them up for it that's mm -hmm. when you truly fall in love with fighting games and you can't even explain it you're just like I feel it. He's going to do this. And then... <laughs> no, and and the sad thing is, you know, because how so, how dumb some of the games are, like, you don't really, like, the designers and stuff don't get a lot of credit for how, like, wow, it came together in the end. Because, like, uh, you know, I've heard some designers talk about um, the way they design these games, and it's really quite thought out in a way that you might not think of it as, like, a competitive player, but as, like, a person who's trying to in entice someone into playing. Like, uh, I've met Brian LeBaron, who's a character designer at NRS, and he just designs the characters. I ask him about competitive stuff. And he's like, oh, I don't care about that. I was just like, Sub-Zero can do a slide. Isn't that awesome? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it is. It's true. And, you know, he just like he designed Captain Cold for Injustice 2. And he was like, my thought was, what if, what if he just kicked an ice block at you? Isn't that awesome? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. And he's like, I didn't, you know, and it's not his job to think about why, um, you know, they're, they're, they've got people that design the balance of that. That's yeah. fine. He just makes the move. So. It's pretty cool. Like those guys, I don't think, you know, everyone makes fun of them all. Oh, they're idiots. They're dumb. They don't know what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. But really, it's just a, it's, you know, they're really good at making those games that appeal to people. And I think that's really cool. And as I've gotten older, I've gotten more into like the game design aspect of it and, and, and breaking down why I like it. Because, you know, obviously I like it in, you know, my gut or whatever, but intellectualizing it is kind of fun too. Well, I mean, I agree with you, but I, I didn't mean to imply that, like, you have to intellectualize it. I think nope. it's certainly mm -hmm. legit to be like, yeah, it's pretty sick that this character can slide. And I, I know people who have become <laughs> really good fighting game players who that was the hook. The hook Absolutely. wasn't like yeah. there's strategy going on. The hook oh, was no, like, yeah, no. this character looks sick or like whatever, like whatever the Dude, I can play Dragon Ball. Audio. I can play Dragon Ball, yeah, Dragon Ball. and do you uh, know, yeah. an IP that you love. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Which is why those games like, um, you know, Arena Fighters or like, you know, like a, the jump, the whatever jump game that's going to get pulled from digital storefronts, why that sold oh, yeah, a bunch yeah. is because people, people want to play as those characters and they want to go out and do that. So that's it. Yeah, that's a huge factor. And of course, you don't have to intellectualize it. I, I, I just happen to have a lot of time on my hands and no life. So Dude, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. So 100% with you on that front. Don't worry yeah, about that, it. Dude, all, I think more, all, all three the, of us are. The world yeah. is on that, is on that right now for the last Absolutely, two years yeah yeah a lot of time on my hands a lot of time to do that right right uh before before we get to that um talk to me more about your like arc in the fighting game community you know you're 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 playing and you're competing uh and and how that has gone over the years have you traveled so, like all that stuff i have traveled uh, a decent amount uh the yeah. first tournament i remember like the big major i went to was uh, devastation 2010 Ooh, which was a big there. you probably were and which was a big deal because it was hosted by dj wheat of all people right this, and you know oh justin.tv was a big streaming thing at the time look see i'm dating myself here now right no, it was like the only well i guess there yeah. was new stream also you stream anyway. was but anyway yeah. so yeah, that was a big deal and marn won that was when he you know marn won i think street fighter 4 with dudley that was a big deal he beat Valle. yeah and uh you know, that was just a really cool, like, experience, and I like going there. Everybody was really friendly, so I got to play and all this stuff. And um, I went to Devastation 2011, unfortunately, after that, and that was sort of the end of that. Um, <laughs> if you guys don't remember, it was like a tournament in, like, a huge warehouse that was poorly lit. Yeah. And uh, I sympathize with, like, you know, Rob and guys like that. Apparently, they had some bad deals they made and you know oh, they didn't yeah. end up paying people and a bunch of other yeah. stuff and yeah. the tournament was a mess i mean they had a lot of people who had never run it before in this tournament everything was free to enter if you paid 20 bucks so it was like and there was like 30 games you know <laughs> there was like a league of legends set up in the corner there's a just dance in the corner and then there's like oh mk9 in the corner you know all right but uh no but that was yeah and that was like the first tournament. i never really so i never really like did well at tournaments like i think the first one i ever traveled to was final round 2012 
And sadly, like, as there's no disrespect to like Chin Blanc or anything like that, that particular event for MK9 was run really poorly. It was run all day Sunday. It was a hundred man bracket. Mm, yeah. Um, and I just was like, yeah, that I'm not really going to travel for that. But I had a lot of fun, you know, meeting people for the first time that I'd like, because I was also like, so a big part of it that's in the background is like, I started to become a poster on like Test Your Mind, just talking a bunch of shit. Yeah. You know, just like anybody. <laughs> so I, that was a lot of fun. And, you know, that's how you get ingratiated in any community. I'm sure you guys like, sure, you can forums or alt.sf2 for all the old heads out there, you know. <laughs> I mean, talking hey. shit on Test Your Might, I mean, you must have stood out, right? Because I don't think anybody <laughs> talks shit on Test Your Might. No, no. Yeah, I, so, <laughs> I see David, David's face. That, that's a good one, James. Like to be fair, TYM was like the nicer MKU. MKU was just like like the Morlocks where they lived. Like there's right. just the the, yeah. the the mutants of the internet. But like and TYM was like the nicer version. Yeah, a little you're bit. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I was, you know, doing that. So I got ingratiated with a lot of people. I met uh, a very good friend of mine to this day, Stephanie Brownback, 16 bit at final round 2012 for the first time. Oh, cool. Oh, um, cool. And so, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. I didn't really do well in tournaments until like the first time I did well was like locally. I could start winning Mortal Kombat 9 tournaments. Like I would start winning. I could beat Morty and I some like one time I beat Detroit in tournaments. So that was kind of cool. But he was always like my, you know, my ghost. Like I could never beat him. He's just untouchable. But I played a really good character. I played Kenshi. So it was like as soon as I put the pieces together. Well, I counterpicked, you know, I was a natural counterpick to like Morty played Sonya. So it was like, mm-hmm. he re- and he had to play Cabal and it was like, it's tough. So uh, then I started playing Injustice a lot and Injustice from the start of it in Arizona, I was, I could win tournaments and stuff like that. I was nice. really good at it. But uh, unfortunately, like it was, you know, I was still in school at the time I was in college and I didn't get to make it to Evo or anything like that. And as time went on, I kind of like, I was playing Superman naturally. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I wanted to play like Deathstroke and I want to play Green Lanterns. I ended up solo on Deathstroke and I didn't get to go to a tournament for a long time. And I went to SoCal Regionals 2014 mm. and it was like, okay, this is going to be it for Injustice. Like, can I do it? And I, I got top eight at that tournament. I got seventh. Sick. Yeah. So yeah, that was a big run for me. You know, for the first Injustice tournament I ever traveled to, I ended up getting, you know, a seventh place, which I, you know, it was, and it was, I beat uh, MF Slayer to do it, who was an Evo finalist uh, that year. So it was, so it was, uh, and you can watch the match. It's a very, very good match. And uh, <laughs> that was really, and I was really happy with that. And so I got a lot of respect for being like, you know, the best Deathstroke player. Um, and I thought that was really fun. And so after that, I started, you know, this is when college was starting to really pick up. So I just didn't travel as much, but I did locally. I played Killer Instinct. And I got really good at that uh, briefly, and I really enjoyed playing with the guys. It was a smaller community of guys in Arizona, but I played I played Combo right when he came out in Season 2, mm-hmm. and he was, like, busted. He was, like, just crazy. <laughs> like, he could do all these, like, he had a command grab, and he had this dunk move that restood you, and that was, the, like, one of the only yeah. moves in the game that did that and all that stuff. So he was really fun. <laughs> and then I just kind of, you know, after that, I started slowing down a lot. Like, 2015, 2016 was when I was, like, student teaching. So I was, I didn't have a lot of time. Yeah. So I played games that came out, and uh, the last thing I really did of note was that in Injustice 2, I want to say this was 2018 because it was the second year for Injustice 2, I used Green Arrow, and I beat uh, this fellow named Basics who uh, ended up winning the Last Chance Qualifier Tournament later that year. Yeah. I beat him uh, from a 0-2, and I won the next three games right in a row. Nice. Okay. Uh, and it was really fun, and it was like, because I played with my friend and my former, prod- my former podcast colleague, uh, Slips. Mm-hmm. legendary Tekken player uh, smartest dude I've ever played in any fighting game ever and I just just a one hour warm up with his Leonardo just like 
gave me the strength to like, okay, now I can do this. You know, just again, just a brilliant guy, just one of the best. And so that was pretty much it. After that was when I started, you know, I was at home a lot and I started turn towards like writing and things like that. So, but I still play and I try to get out to locals when I can. It's a long way for me because I don't have a car and it's expensive to do rideshare out there. And I don't want to beg guys to come out and get me. So I, I do my best, but you know, I can't make it every now and again, but I try to for like when a game comes out in the first tournament for like, so street fighter five, Soul Calibur Six, uh, you know Tekken, all that stuff. I try to do that. Samurai Showdown. Well, we we definitely want to talk about the content that you yeah. do and have been doing as well. So, you know, talk about how you got into that side of it. Sure. So I have um, always sort of been like, you know, as I've you know gotten older, I've been interested more in like how kind of this like gaming community ultimately like like how it kind of functions and how it works and how you know there's a ton of problems with it obviously you know and for like a sociological <laughs> aspect and stuff like that and and you know my background was sort of like in teaching and things like that so i kind of learned how like you know kids when they're younger like they're just they you know it's not that they can't think it's just that they the the risk assessment in their brain is not fully developed so they do a lot of goofy things and <laughs> And, you know, the FGC, so I'm, you know, I'm from the NRS side of the thing. So I, it's a lot of really young kids who say a lot of stupid shit constantly. Mm. <laughs> and I knew like, so I knew from NRS stuff, how it could be like a smaller community and it's top players could say a lot of things and have a lot of influence and ultimately like kind of be damaging, like hurt people's feelings and make people not want to participate or at least not as much as we might, might like them to. And things like that. So I started to like expound on it and see like how I could see how it functioned in the greater community and all that stuff. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. And yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I remember ahead, like there was one story like uh, where a top player like fought someone online. It was like a little kid. And then he just like shot him with like Jax's missiles all the time. And then like probably kept that kid from joining. And he was being, you know, well, he that, was like that kid did learn that day. He did. Learn. Yeah. yeah, they, they did. yeah. <laughs> that was a, yeah. Classic. Yeah. I love that one too. Yeah. Oh, um, and uh, so then, you know, I have a couple of very good friends, um, Stephanie Brownback and uh, Rose, uh romanova the cosplayer oh okay and uh really good friends of whoa, mine and whoa, they... whoa 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 excuse you okay she is also a top commentator and very strong player all right thank you very yeah. much okay yeah absolutely great commentator <laughs> had a great weekend at ceo so i don't want to i don't yeah, want to sure. disparage that i'm not nah, but not, um yeah. she was yeah <laughs> Well, I don't know. Anyway, she's she, good at that. Like, anyway, yeah, let's move on. Both of those, both of those ladies helped me a lot in seeing perspectives that I'm not usually, you know, I'm not really familiar with mm -hmm. being who I am. And it made me see a different side of things and maybe want to explore that a little bit more. So then it became a little bit more hyper-focused on certain aspects that I thought, you know, people don't really talk about, because, you know, it, uh, community is like a hard word to use because like it's... It, it's a community in the sense of like, you know, there's like central hubs where people talk, but it's like not like a community and like people like people look out for themselves because they, you know, that's how it is. That's how you're rewarded in the system is you're rewarded by being a YouTuber or being a content creator who has a lot of followers. And it's really like people can help you get that, but you really, you kind of want to help yourself. And, and I don't think people think about too much about what they say or how, you know, an influence they might have. Cause it's just, it's not like normal human beings aren't supposed to be thinking about like, well, how, I have an audience of like 47,000 people. What are they going to think when I say this? It just doesn't cross anybody's <laughs> mind. And so I was like, <laughs> James raising his hand over there. I see that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, so it was just like, um, 
I wanted to see how like maybe we could like I could start taking a look at that from that side, and it's uh, it's apparently quite the firebed because a lot of people get really upset when you talk about these things. And uh, but I I guess you're doing something right if people get upset, and because people get you know they care, so I think that's good. Um, it doesn't always have to be us versus them. It can just be a healthy conversation that uh, might get a little heated, but and we all want the same thing. So right. I hope that that is what my goal was with the stuff that I do. I'm never trying to. Um, despite what uh, numerous, numerous people have emailed me. Uh, I'm not trying to, to ruin anybody's career or anything like that. I'm just trying to maybe point out a side that you weren't thinking about before, but now you might want to think about. So you, so, you have a blog called uh, Them's Fighting Words blog, but you mm -hmm. also did a podcast that you alluded to before that. Which one of those came first? I actually don't know this. So the blog has kind of been constantly going since like 2017, and I've tried to do a few podcasts in the past. I used to have one with... Uh, uh, Wonder Chef, Evan Hashimoto from SoCal. Yeah. Nice guy. Um, I used yeah. to have one with Slips that was like kind yeah. of in like the Injustice 2 era. I listened to that and, one. Yeah, and we were the only ones. I actually, we had a great uh, guy named Raptor who, if you've never been, his website is uh, NRS or combatacademy.com. Oh, like the num yeah. number one hub for anything Mortal Kombat 11. The kid's a genius. Like, it's just yeah. an amazing site. He built it all on his own. And uh, he was a really good editor. And he actually, we would do like match of the week and breakdowns with like slowdowns and like this is a really good move and stuff like that. We were doing stuff like that, but it was a lot of work. And, you know, Brad's a busy guy. And so I'm a busy guy. So it just didn't end up working out. But that was a lot of fun. But that was kind of concurrently alongside with the blog. The blog now, now I kind of focus all my attention on that for the most part. Right. So now, why, obviously. Why, uh... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, James. Uh, well, no, I was gonna I, say, so why, why a blog? I mean, most people are. YouTubing or Twitching or TikToking or whatever the the latest trend is, blogging is like very 1997. So I would it is. Choose to go yeah. that route. Um. So like like I said, I obviously if you ever anyone's ever listened to me, I have no problem talking at length for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> so that's not a problem. But uh, I didn't know a way to make it entertaining. And I've written my whole life. Like I write fiction on the side. Oh, um, okay. I published in uh, my. I went to ASU. I've got published in their short stories magazine for some poetry I did. So nice. I've been writing for a long time, and just you know, it's kind of one of my great passions. You know, so like, David is actually a bit of a writer too. He wrote Avatar fan fiction. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. that's right. All I right. can link those hey. to you if you want them. So hey. thank you very much. Yeah, listen, brother, from a fellow fan fiction writer to this day. I can't judge. I love it. I love doing that stuff. So hey, no problem there. But uh, so yeah, I've been writing for like my whole life, and I just—it's always something that I felt I can communicate better with. Uh, my tone comes across better, and all that stuff if I write. Right. It's so just I just preferred have, medium yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I and I own that website. Like WordPress hosts it, but I pay for like the link and everything like that. So mm -hmm. stuff that I own that I can take, you know, pretty much anywhere. So I kind of like that feeling of owning it, and I don't have to upload it to YouTube and just hope it doesn't get taken down and things like that. So. <laughs> Now, so, uh, I, no, no, I was just about to, you know, obviously one of the big things that's come from the blog, you know, uh, you know, we, we've got to talk about the, 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 the deep situation. breath. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I know. Right. The deep breath. <laughs> I, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously one of the things that you chose to write about was, you know, a very detailed article on, you know, the infiltration situation. And since then, that's been kind of a go-to for a lot of the people. Like whenever he comes up again, like he just won CPT. And so your, your article got a lot of hits again, you know, talking about, yeah. you know, trying to approach things, you know, and I have it listed here, your take on info. You're kind of like tied to him now in this yeah. kind of weird way. And, you know, 
like no, very uh, sorry, rhyme man. of the ancient mariner albatross way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, t- um, I mean, t- talk to me about how that's kind of affected the blog and affected your life and your, you know, your, your social media presence and et cetera, et cetera. Well, may- maybe oh. b- before before you get to the, how it's affected you, talk a little bit about what you wrote. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so it was it was um, at the time. So this was like a year after the the we got like word of it. So mm-hmm. that like we first heard it in like late 2018. I think it was like September maybe. He was at the Tokyo Game Show and then he got pulled from it. And then Panda did their you know I think they took three months to do an investigation. And then in December they said hey he's gone. And then Capcom was like well he agreed to kind of sit at home for a year so we're gonna let him do that. And then he won't be gone. He'll be gone. So. After about a year or so, I so I wrote basically I wanted to there's a lot of information floating out there about it. There is a lot, a lot of rumor, a lot of innuendo, yeah. a lot of this or that. So it was like, okay, we need a spot to kind of get it all together. And I think the other problem was that the panda document that they released is just legal I'm like it's legalese. Like it it's in some places it's almost incomprehensible. People get the wrong idea from it constantly. I think that was, you know, on by design, of course. And I understand why I'm not blaming anybody for it, but yeah. that is, so I think it gets people the wrong idea. So I wanted to make, and that's not me being biased. That's just true. I've heard people say things that are just blatantly untrue that I would feel like, okay, well, if you can look here, you can see that, you know, this is what they're referring to. So I wanted to do that first and foremost. Now I waited a year or so, like I would tweet about it, but like it's Twitter. I'm just, you know, I'm talking shit, but uh, I wanted to write up an official thing after his response came out. So he did an interview with IGN um, Korea. That's right. And shortly after he won Evo, and I had been there's a couple of people I work with that live on that side of the world who speak Korean. Mm. They inform me about these things, and I try to keep touches on it. So I saw when that went live for the first time without the English translation in, I want to say September or so, right after Evo, and that was when I was like, okay, well here's his side, and you know we had, and then there was another article shortly after in a in a Korean newspaper, and it kind of contradicted a lot of the things he said so i wanted to be like okay well here's his side it's no longer he said she said because we have the both sides that we can look okay here's here's the not so great part and here's another not so great part and this doesn't look good for him and you can take it all in context so that you can't say well i took it out of context i took it out of context i didn't you know i i did my best to to let him speak his own mind and then we can look at what the facts were afterwards and see well he might not have been totally truthful he might have been fudging some facts here and there and it doesn't look great for him and that's pretty much what i wrote and so the reason why uh, yeah sorry and uh, i'm very verbose i told you no, no, and no, the reason why, the reason why i wanted to write it was because i it made me uncomfortable like it's a very like it's uh hanzo gonzo made a tweet recently where he kind of alluded to like he said the quiet part loud in my opinion like no one really wants to talk about it because like People get upset. Like it's, I mean, you can look at the comments of the blog. They're nasty. And the nasty, I actually, I had a tweet thread that I made that was just compiling like from Reddit, from anywhere that had been linked of all like the, the hideous things people would say about me, about people that would talk about it. It's a very, like people get really inflamed talking about this. And, um, it's just tough to talk about, you know, it makes you uncomfortable and I understand and I get it, but it's like, it's, you know, people aren't satisfied. And when people aren't satisfied, they're going to do things that, they might regret that nobody likes to do, but you know, it, it's because it's gone un, unchallenged, untalked about. And so I wanted to create a conversation starter and, um, you know, I, I, I hate to say it, you know, and in two years, uh, I don't think anyone's really moved the conversation forward, which is a very recent piece I just put out. 
where it's still it's like someone will the infiltration will do something and someone will be like well here's this fucking blog and then they'll look at it and it's just i get more abuse in my mentions over and over yeah. again <laughs> not, not that i care like i don't really care that much because it's like oh boop you know okay cool but you know the notification going up again okay cool whatever and it doesn't bother me that much but what it just, what bothers me is that it's never been beyond like, well, did he, did he, is that really like abuse? Like, and it's so like that question is still like, okay, I'm sick of that. Like, can we move on to like, okay. So clearly at the time, morally impugning anybody about this didn't work. Nobody cared. Sorry. Like, sorry. Like, I know that hurts people's feelings, but Capcom didn't care. None of the big community figurehead TOs really want to take a stand on it. Just didn't work. And we all play fighting games. We know a tactic doesn't work. You stop doing it and you move on to the next one. Right. So to me, the conversation needs then to be about, okay, people are clearly, there's a lot of people uncomfortable with the idea that your actions outside of any communal event could make you, could, you could, you know, be liable to just like, people could say that, then you're just gone from any tournament. It's on the internet forever. Like, you know, if, I, I don't want to like defend infiltration here, but like, he's going to, this is not like, oh, well, it's just something that this little community is kind of cutting him out from. This is the first thing you see when you Google his name. This will follow him for the rest of his life. Right, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is not like some little like in in forum fighting or something. Because I think that's how some people treat it, right? Like it's like, oh, he was on Sure You Can, and oh, he got kicked out of this thread because he was being an ass. But you know, nobody cares about that in real life. It's like, well, no, that's gonna follow him for his whole life. And maybe something that serious should be taken equally as seriously if we want to have like a you know an adult discussion about it. So to me, the constant like refrain of like arguing whether or not he was innocent or guilty like come on guys we got to grow up here like they're the facts you can read them let's talk about something constructive that can come from that and we haven't really gotten there yet and i think it's really disappointing i mean to be very clear he he did the thing that he's alleged to have done yes so i mean we, we've yeah. talked about this in the past and and certainly our experience has been the same as yours uh on our youtube videos where we have talked about this in more explicit detail uh mm -hmm. we get the same kind of uh, I mean, sure. uh, pushback, we, so. I mean, like, honestly, like there was one stream where we talked about it and like you can see it. Our viewership dipped drastically afterwards. <laughs> we have actually noticed that happening. Yeah. yeah. And then not only that, yeah. but right after that, my Twitter account got canceled. Like it got my Twitter account got banned for a day. Yeah, I, had to I remember appeal, that, James. I had yeah, to appeal that, you know, like mm -hmm. it's it's. It like you said, people are very passionate about this topic. Yeah, well, yeah, and because the problem then it's like okay, so like when you you know part of having the adult discussion is like okay for me like if I have an extreme opinion and for a time I did because I also want to be very clear my my but my position on this has changed a lot over the past two years like I think about it a lot mm -hmm. I change my mind a lot and I don't I have no intention of like leading people to believe like well I always thought that no it's it's been a constant process of me reevaluating thinking what you know. Sure. Did and didn't work. Like I had an idea, you know, to create a catalog that would just, you know, in a in a in a mechanical manner list any band that happened in any small community so that right. people could be aware. To me, that was a failure. It didn't work. I got people very upset with me because one person unfortunately appeared to have used it to kind of disingenuously attack a bunch of people that he didn't really like and took great offense to something that really maybe not have been that big a deal, but he did ban them. And so it was listed and a lot of those guys, you know, got really upset and the, you know, the person appealed to me to take it off and stuff like that. And so I realized like that didn't work. That's not, it's, it's now that's yeah. a very small sample. I'm not going to say like, I'm, you know, the omnipresent, like, oh, this is actually no. how it would work to it. scale, but it didn't work and it's not good. And I don't think people like that. I don't think people like the idea that they're on eggshells constantly. 
And that's something you have to talk about. I don't think you, if you're being reasonable and also like, I don't, when I say my extreme opinion, I don't have any constituents. I don't have anybody that like, is like, oh, well, uh, you know, aren't there consequences to that? Someone like Rick, someone like Jabaley, well, they have to cater to a lot of people. And so their decision will reap consequences and they have to bear out the consequences. If the consequences of that aren't borne out for public debate for the people who it will affect, it's not very serious in my opinion. And I think that's a big problem. Yeah, I mean, uh, they they have uh, power in a way that like they don't necessarily want to have, right? Like it's exactly it's, it's it, it has to be up to them to make some of these decisions, and that's not why they got involved in not doing at the all. things that they do. They wanted to right. put on big events and tournaments, and this just kind of comes along with it. So they're they're in this they're in this position that I don't think that they expected or necessarily care to be in, but no, nevertheless yeah, I mean, they are. Nobody wants to be in this position. No, but you, you, nobody, you know, yeah, nobody wanted to do it, but it, like it has. You know, I, I'm not going to quote yeah. Uncle Ben for you, but. You know, it has to happen. You know, you have a responsibility. And um, and I think the other problem is that a lot of times it's going to happen in back rooms. Like, you know, if I had to, you know, I, I really appreciate the effort that the Smash Code of Conduct people went through. It was a really harrowing process. I understand a lot of them got abused, but they decided that it was going to be anonymous people deciding on the rules for everybody. And I think that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way in bad faith and in good faith. You know, I think there are a lot of people who just don't like the idea of it at all. I think there are some people who are for it, but ultimately they were like, well, I, you know, we're appealing to ghosts. And so a lot of times when the discussion happens in the back rooms, I think it makes people uncomfortable. That's when you start getting like very, very wrong headed, you know, accusations of George Orwellianism and all this stuff, even though they, you know, it's never really accurate. But uh, I think that, you know, we, we can understand as you know, everyone understands that the media, and I'm, this is the first time for the Ultra Chen podcast, I guarantee, to, like Chomsky wrote in the 80s about manufacturing consent. We all know that the media, any media that's large enough that can reach a bunch of people can change sort of how people talk about things, how people think about things. But, you know, even in smaller communities, like I said, with the NRS stuff, I've seen that work. You know, the things people talk about, and this is just like related to like tier bullshit and stuff like that. Yeah. If you wanted to talk about things like this, I think if you have the reach in the audience and you want to talk about it like adults you can do that and i think if you want to have more positive you know conversations about it that's what you should do and i don't and i'm sorry you know that people get offended and people say some really nasty things and there's a lot of fear in talking about it but i think you have to kind of gut through it and just kind of accept that it's going to be a tough conversation but maybe a public one that needs to be had and that was really the point of writing that article. And I know I'm going on very long, but that was my. No, intent. no, it's fine. I mean, this that's is a... what we wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you... you go for it. No, I was just about to say you just came out with a brand new article, like literally like last week or something like mm-hmm. that. Right. Uh, yeah, I- I've read it. But uh, summarize for the viewers, like kind of the gist of gist of that article. So it was saying that I, I think you have to I called it breaking the habit. Uh, I am a Lincoln Park fan, but it had nothing to do with that. It was that I wanted people to not keep like, okay, infiltration wins something. So you 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 be mean at Capcom on Twitter for a day. You keep posting my blog just to say like, well, he did this. Like, I know, we know. Anyone who does says that is being disingenuous. It's not worth doing that fight every every now and again. It's if you're gonna be mean at Capcom and that's it that's not going to be enough. Like I trust me, I know. I think Capcom is completely devoid of seriousness when it comes to any form of like enforcement of like rules or like bans or anything like that. To me, they've abdicated seriousness in so many aspects over the past couple of years that I can't take them very seriously. But I know they're also flexible because they, you know, they serve constituents. 
So you have to kind of push them forward and be like, well, what is my recommendation for making it better? You can be mad about it. I'm mad about it. I still get mad about it, but I also have an ideas of like, okay, well maybe we can change the TOS so that it means like, okay, if you, if you harm, like if you use a tournament and you kind of rig it in some favor, like, and that's outside of this tournament, but maybe it's, you know, in your locals, that's not good. You could get banned for that. You know, there's a lot of reasons like, yeah, there's a lot of ways you could do that. And I just think that the constant relitigation of like, I turned into a, some sort of digital nightmare here. Yeah. Um, the constant relitigation of like the actual, you know, the, the act itself is not helpful because like I said, you're either going to have an opinion on it or you're not, and you're going to be for it or against like that. It's a total binary. It's a total, it's team sports. It doesn't help right. anybody. It does, we got to be adults here. We've got to move forward and be like, okay, how do we change this? So this never happens again. Yeah. Not, I mean, it's, it, yeah. It's a situation where, if you have looked into it in a serious way, like you'll get the conclusion that you have written about and that we talked about earlier. And if that's not something that you want to get, you won't get it now. Nope. It's already been a couple of years. And it has. if you haven't gotten it by now, you're yeah. not gonna. Like, I feel like this is something that we run into in everyday life as well. That's, and that's what I mean. As well. Like, it's, yeah. we're aware of this phenomenon, right? Yeah. We're, we're like, so, like, let's say, let's just, like, let's bear out the example, right? Like, if you want infiltration banned now, retroactively, um, Think about the floodgates that opens. Every mm -hmm. bad faith moron, idiot, troll from our cap or whatever is going to start bringing out every instance of every time someone has done. Look at like like a guy like I'm still the daddy who like I he's a he's a guy who's improved his life. He had a yeah. rough life and now he's a lot better. Yeah. You know how many people would not like him and start going like, hey, Capcom, did you see this? Blah blah blah. Here's yeah. his arrest record yeah. and all this. Like it's just, right. like and there's context to every situation. It's not not everything is the same. You can't blanket it, and that's hard. But that's that's part of life, right? Like that's part of like, we have to make these decisions. Someone has to, this is not a democratic institution. Unfortunately, I don't think installing a bureaucracy that attempts to kind of solidify it all into one, like the smash COC. And unfortunately, like the FGCOC, I don't think that's going to work. And I did like, I, you know, I know you, you worked on it, David. So I appreciate the no, work. It, you did. I mean, you're, I, you're right. It has, I appreciate it. Has yeah. Not. Yeah, I appreciate the work everyone did. It's very difficult. This is a very difficult situation, but it does not work. And I don't want to see people work and not have their efforts bear fruit. I would like to see it move in a more constructive. Con and that involves, you know, making sure that TOs and stuff realize that there's people that are unsatisfied, however, you know, small contingent they may be. And maybe there should be something in your TOS or something that might be more enforceable than what we've seen in the past and capcom like i said i there's a, you can't move those guys a lot i think like i said i don't think they're very serious when it comes they will they will change the rules for what counts and what doesn't count on a on a weekly basis depending on who's yelling at them i just don't think they're very serious i don't want to rely on a corporation like that to make the rules i would rather see intra-communal efforts from the people who have the most influence whether they realize it or not to make that move forward and i understand they didn't get into it for that like i'm sorry but like Mm, my sympathy starts to run dry a little bit because I think you know the deal by now, right? Like, mm -hmm. now I know this, and this doesn't mean like every Tom, Dick, and Harry who runs a local in, I don't know, T Tempe, Arizona, right, has to think of all this stuff. They might, you know, it might come in a very contextual, smaller level, but the bigger TOs, I think they do hold a responsibility. And like, you know, like I don't, you know, I'm not going to wait on like uh, William Morris Endeavor and Ari Emanuel now owning Evo to make that decision. I just don't think it's going to happen. So let's move the conversation forward to other avenues where we could push them. We could make what they, you know, we could make something better from what we have and not just constantly like, 
oh, you're a bad person because you don't think this, or you're a bad person because you don't think that. Like, it's just, it's tiring. Don't you get tired of all this? I, I do. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and, I, uh, and I think I think in that article that you had most recently, and you also linked to Hanzo Gonzo's tweets that were um, to some extent similar. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you you talk about how um, it, it this this is not an article this this one that's like blowing up infiltration specifically, right? Like it's this no. as you're trying to talk about. Um, you know, you're you're also concerned as you just uh, alluded to about having retroactive uh, enforcement about, you know, continuing to sort of harp on the same issues over and over again. Um, and so, you know, I mean, as we mentioned earlier, Infiltration won the CPT not long ago, a couple weeks ago. And I mean, I don't, you know, James commentated that. And I mean, he, that, that was his job to commentate it. And if I, I were there, I would have done the same thing. You know, I mean, at, at some point, like, there's yeah. not as much power and sort of we need to have I wish that it had been handled differently. I would feel more comfortable if he had actually been punished rather than voluntary, voluntarily right. taking a year off. And that's I, that's what happened though. And so yeah. now we're now we're in a situation where that is what happened and how do you move forward yeah. at that point? Right. Like and I and I mentioned in the blog that like Capcom fighters the Twitter account didn't even mention his name until he won. Yeah. Like I would say if you want to say like hey good job like you know you did the best you could but he did win it's not like we're gonna hide the fact that he didn't win it wasn't as fawning as like the evo one that everybody got pissed about rightfully because that one was no what the hell was that yeah but like yeah but um my eyeball is looking crazy (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i've turned into a donkey kong character um so um like i don't blame i don't blame james for what he did And I don't blame. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the kind of the unfortunate thing is that sometimes and here's another thing like, okay, Sun Wu Lee, the person, he might just be an asshole. He might not be a very good person, but you know what? You, You that's not illegal. You can say like, okay, he's an asshole. He may not. You know, he's not remorseful. He, he did his, you know, he, he got what his punishment was in Korea. He did what the FGC figured was appropriate. The head, you know, the figureheads or whatever. And now he doesn't have to be sorry. He doesn't have to be accountable to anybody. And it's like the idea of like, well, he has to atone for what he did. There's not like a temperature gun that you can take and put to someone's head and go, bing, bing, bing. Oh, atoned. Good. It's a very, it's a very heady, you know, thing that is not also sadly publicly, a thing like he there is no like tweet longer he could do where it's like that's atonement you know what i mean like that because it's 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 not owed to any of us it's not owed to anybody and the problem is sometimes when you're you do public things that come to light that were private like again it's it's tough to forget but this thing happened in 2017 a year before we even heard about it right right so it it it's like sometimes like you see the bad end of like a public thing you might know in private you know whoever they may have been it it might not it might be fine now you know it might not be like um and I don't mean to put James on the spot here but James you host the SNK podcast mm-hmm. the the last time I saw you, one of your co-hosts in a public setting was that she was part of an organization that someone spoke out of <laughs> oh, out, yeah. out against uh-huh. and she was like you're a liar and reporter account and all stuff I that might have been squashed in private. I don't know. But for me, like my synapses scream at me to to go ape shit about it. Yeah. But I know I have to be stronger and go, well, okay, well, I don't know for a fact that oh, nobody knows about this and everyone's just covering it up. Like I to me, if you could drive yourself crazy doing that for every situation possible. <laughs> so it's a really difficult and I'm not saying that, you know, it's it's a good thing that what you know they've done in the past. It's just it's a really tricky 
thing to navigate, Ed, but you, it can't be like team sports where it's like you're either pro or anti. Because if you're going to be anti something, you got to stand for something. And a lot of people just sometimes don't. And that goes for a lot of things. Like, it's just, it's not. Um, and like I said, it's a, since it's a sensitive subject, a lot of people have real trauma associated with it. And like trauma is a thing where it's like your entire brain and like your skin is telling you there's a danger and there's not danger. And you're either on the side of danger or you're on the side of of not danger, right? And that's a really tough area to navigate. I don't blame anyone. Like, I'm really lucky that I can, like, talk about this and it doesn't trigger any of those things in me. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I'm willing to, you know, I'll talk about it with anybody. And, you know, like I said, I'm not like a, a super, like, oh, you have to have me on. I'm the expert. You can use the information I've provided. That's fine. But just somebody, like, move the conversation from very basic yes or no like i just really wish that was a thing and like hanzo said though i think there's just a fear of doing it because like i said people get hot and they say things you know they'll tag you and your employer on twitter and be like can you believe this fucking person said look i mean there's there's money involved and there is that's not easy for anybody to navigate you know i mean the people who are making decisions you know for example in capcom uh, i obviously wasn't privy to any of the decisions that they made but, you know, you have to understand, or I think we all assume, that that's a situation where they all feel uncomfortable. They're just people who are in this position. They didn't necessarily want to be in that either. What do you mm-hmm. do? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I wish that they had acted differently. But I also like get it. Like, there's a set of incentives that led to that result. I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, for... In any, in any case... I think the point that you make about having to have this focus on what we're what we're going to be doing in the future rather than constantly looking backwards on this point and and on other cases uh, is really important. And that's not to say, like, don't think about those cases. I think we should use them for precedent approach the future. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But like, nevertheless, the focus has to be moving forward. Exactly. And like to your point. Uh, I actually had a friend bring this up to me the other day. I, it made me think, uh, she reminded me of the classic quote from All the President's Men. These are a lot of people who are not very bright and got into something that was bigger than they were. <laughs> there is there is a lot of people that just, they're flailing. They're honestly flailing because this is not what they signed up to do. They have It's completely new territory. Never had to navigate it before. You're going to make mistakes. I can understand that. The only problem is there's nothing to hold them accountable to make it better. Yeah. And that's the problem. And that's, you know, that's the problem that we have to kind of work around to solve, because if we don't, then it's just going to keep happening over and over again. And we're all going to get mad all over again. And I don't want to see, you know, I, like I said, this is a, you know, the thing that affects a lot of people. I don't want to see them constantly getting upset and sad about this. And uh, I just wish there was a way, a more constructive way of moving the conversation forward other than link my blog post and have at it with, you know, the war in the comment section. All right. Well, I'm definitely on board with that. Anyway, check out your blog. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll link to your blog. In you please do, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but if you're not if you're not on the video, it's uh, them'sfightingwordsblog.com. Yes, yes, it is. And uh, I'm on Twitter at, at @kinghippa42, which is I think already listed in the title there. Yeah, um, I expand a lot of my thoughts. You know, um, it's not all serious. I promise. I I review games. I retweet a lot of fan art. Like it's I mean, it's all good yeah. fun. You even had a response to me, and I'm sorry I never got back to you about the, the that's issue okay. Of try, yeah, trying to get people more people to yeah. play fighting games. You know, because that's something I've been yeah. trying to dig into a lot recently as well. So well, James, I'm glad you brought that up because I earlier today I retweeted. I link I linked something, and I tagged you guys in it that said like mm-hmm. hey look here's this animatic that i got from yeah. this artist crimpie it's really cool what is that for 
Well, I'll tell you. So I'm partnering with a YouTuber. You may have heard of him called that blasted salami. <laughs> mostly yeah, a yeah. tech and YouTube, mostly doing tech and stuff. They want to start trying to branch out. Right. Me, Arya and I are, you know, we really dug each other and we had been talking in private and he really just wants to go ahead with a collaboration. So what's going to happen? Hopefully within the next couple of weeks, uh, I'm going to have a video out and that animatic is going to be used as sort of like the kind of, uh, the filler pictures in between, you know, things I'm talking about for a video that I've done that is a video version of my response to James about why people don't play fighting <laughs> games. All right. Um, okay, cool. it's, and it's something hopefully moving forward, there's going to be a lot of. So you can yeah. look forward to that on awesome. that Blasted Salami YouTube channel. So that's, that that's is an, gonna, that's an important conversation that I don't think we're having as well in terms of the FGC. So sure. All right, James, hit him with the final question. Yeah. So, uh, where does your handle come from king hippo and then the 42 as well right so well you're all old answer. you're all old so you should be able to figure that one out i already know the answer but i don't actually that, know but i'm just oh, making educated yeah. was that something no, you, that you chose is that is that something that you chose king hippo you know yeah so when i got uh so i got an xbox 360 of my own in like 2009 mm -hmm, 2010 mm -hmm. And right around that time, the Wii Punch-Out had come out. Spectacular game if you never played it. And uh, I just was really digging it. And I thought that the King Hippo, like the fight and like the secondary fight where he tapes a manhole cover to his chest and you got to knock it off. I just thought that was so funny and clever. And so my gamer tag was King Hippo. But, you you know, you have to have a you, you can't just take King Hippo. Somebody already thought of that. Right. Uh -huh. so <laughs> I had to pick I had to pick some numbers after it. And I have there's a running joke amongst some of my closest friends that I sound like I'm from 1932. And like, I'm just I sound like an old person, even though I'm not that old. So I, I ran the year 42, which to me is like, you know, a classic World War Two era person. I mean, look, I, I can tell that's you not what I thought 42 was going to be from at look, all. OK, I, I yeah. tell you, you know, uh, you know, having been around people at that time, you don't sound that much like them. So, yeah, well, thanks a lot for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah. Very, well, very and, cool conversation. Yeah. And just before I go, I wanted to, you know, it's a little old fashioned, I think, to not remember to remember where you came from to remember the people that got you to the dance to me it may not seem like a big deal but to me this is a big milestone so i just wanted to say a special thanks to jelani kyle aaron john t dana scott abe dan jeff marvin mike p rick zane rika nam arnold sam michael c lorenzo terrence armando logan raymond shane alexis nico mark evan jeremy alex r asa brandon chase v ray keith robert george alejandro oscar steve b daniel b all members one and all of my local fighting game community um people that have driven me from events we've roomed at events they've cheered for me in tough fights they've comforted me after tough losses um i respect every single one of them and uh i would not be where i am today if they had not come into my life in one way and i'm missing so many people but yeah. a lot of those people i truly truly respect and i thank them a lot for you know being able to be where i am today so that's just what i wanted that's to get awesome. up so I appreciate oh, that, man. Nice. That's very nice. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. All yeah. right. Cool. Dude. Thank you for coming on. Have a again. good night. And uh, thank you so care. much, guys. I'll, yep. Thank you. All right, Tanner. Later, Later bud. Peace. Alrighty, there well, we that go. was very wholesome. Uh, yeah, real good guy. Again, I highly recommend checking out the blog, which is themsfightingwordsblog.com. Yeah.
So, All right. Um, um, that went on longer than our usual interviews, but I just felt like that was an important no, conversation. No, it was a good conversation yeah. to have, and it was an important one to have. And I think it's, it, it's yeah. you know, like, it's, you know, when we talk about, you know, infiltration and stuff. You you expect everyone to get all heated and all this, you know. And it's just nice to have kind of I look like forward a, to the YouTube comments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, right, yeah. yeah. But I mean, all right. We definitely tried. You know, this was. You know, obviously, we're all trying to be very objective about the whole entire thing. So you know, uh, I think it kind of worked out. So um, let's move on to the next thing here, which is the five uh, the five five matchup here. So we have a few questions here for you guys. So, uh, David, you want to read these out while I create the poll here, as usual? Absolutely. Uh, first of all, um, he he did the thing as we had suggested, as we had mentioned. Um, that was a big part of that conversation. Yes, we did uh, mention that he did the thing. All right, number one. With COVID perhaps being at CEO, will there be any changes with offline events going forward? Number two. What's your favorite? implementation of a dp in a fighting game safe or unsafe meterless metered counter hit state cancelable number three if someone wants to pick up your character and they ask you for advice but your character is very weak what would you say would you advise them to play another character instead number four do you guys feel like the trend of games being less execution heavy can have a positive impact on the health of the hands of players and number five Skullgirls just got a new fighter announced, and a second DLC is coming out early 2022, but the time between Annie, DLC 1, and Umbrella, DLC 2, has been pretty long. Does the long separation between major patches and extra fighters affect the growth of a scene? So just the general conversation, not only in the Skullgirls case. All right. Do you have the poll ready to go? Yeah, the poll should be up. Uh, again, I don't see... I might have forgotten to set it so that people who are subscribers can vote twice. But you might as well try. In any case, uh, make sure you vote for the one you definitely want second if you try. <laughs> so uh, you don't... We are, we're only doing one, as you can see on the side there. Yeah. So vote like there's only one that's going to happen. Because <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Yep. And uh, seems like, wow, okay, so we've got a few wow. votes in here. One question is definitely very unpopular here, it seems like. Unpopular, huh? Yeah, as you can see in the results on the screen, one option does not even exist. In oh, the- <laughs> dang, nobody cares about it. <clears throat> All right, so here we go. Uh, I'm gonna just do a 10 second countdown. Well, I'm, I'm, I usually try to judge the trends. The trend seems to be things are evening out here and some questions are trying to make a jump, but let's do a, I don't see very many votes coming in. So 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And I am going to call it and oh wait hang on a second i just picked the exact wrong time to call it because we just ended in a tie number three what did we really number three is 33 like if i okay yeah i'll stop it now it's literally like 32 it's like jesus i mean is it a tie or it's not a tie here look let me show you number three it is i'm going look how it ended look this i shut it down and look how it ended Oh, wow. Okay. It's 30.77 for number one and number three. I see. I see. Uh, Welp. Let's do number three. What do you guys think? (laughs) It was leading. Yeah, let's do number three. 
Yeah, it's it was it was leading at first, so let's go ahead and do number three. So uh, if uh, someone yeah. wants to pick That's up my you... vote as well, I, I cast the tie-breaking vote right now. I vote for number three. Yo, you just pulled a peppermint patty, dude. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> it's one of my favorite clips from Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, where they're trying to vote for who. Oh, nobody's favorite. ever seen that. Nobody's ever seen it, but it's <laughs> such a great scene. It's such a great scene. <laughs> I don't mean to blow you up. I did classic. If number well, three, trust if someone me, no, wants to pick dude, up your that character thing is and not they even... ask you for advice, but your character is very weak, what would you say? Would you advise them to play another character instead? Let me tell you that this is this is using a conjugation of that verb that I don't need to get involved in at all. Because I've been I've been here. I've been in this world. Someone wants to pick up Q and they ask me for advice. That has been happening for 15 years. David, 15 years. David, I was thinking about picking up Q. Can you give me some advice? Yeah, my advice is pick another character, buddy. That's what my advice is. <laughs> but That's I my... want to play Q. Okay, well then let me ask you this question, hypothetical right. person Tubbleware is playing. Sure. Do you want to compete in tournaments, or are you going to play against the computer? Are you going to have fun well, with I'm your a buddy? Competitor. Yeah, you're out there to win events. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to go as far as I can go. Test my limits. Okay, your limits are you're gonna get top eight at your local once or twice. Congratulations! It's gonna feel terrible. You're, you're gonna you're gonna notice a lot of situations where you've made decisions that are good and they don't get you as much as the other people whose decisions are also good. Right? You're not any more genius than anybody else necessarily, but the tool that you have means that if you're right, you get one parentheses one standing medium kick, and they get crouching medium <laughs> kick super into Oki. Uh, and yeah. into corner control. And there's just a very, very clear difference between what he can do and what he cannot. If you're the biggest genius on Earth, then you might be able to win matches with Q. But if you're the biggest genius on Earth, you still don't beat everybody with Q. That's how it is. And <coughs> I've seen that. I've seen the biggest geniuses <laughs> in fighting games play that character and and have Look. and have more success than other people with that character but not are as much success yourself, as when David? as when they are not no i'm not speaking of myself no, no uh i'm talking about a guy who um took himself out of the scene congratulations to him yeah um, <laughs> took himself out of the public <laughs> yes he sure did well i'm glad that it, that he was taken out i mean yeah uh, but, but he's never he's a he's a street fighter genius for sure and he had some success with Q, but he didn't have as much as with other characters. And that is the test. Like, there's just, you're just not going to have as much success. So if you would like to enjoy looking at the character on the screen, because he's cool looking, and if, you, if it matters to you that you're, like, not giving up and playing another character, okay, but that's going to have to be traded off against the fact that you'll be frustrated a lot of the time, that you won't have as much success, and that your other friends are going to be enjoying themselves more in more obvious ways than you will be. That's what that's my advice. People have asked me, I want to learn Cami in Super Turbo. What's the advice? And I tell them to play a different characters. <laughs> Literally, that's my answer. I yep. do tell them to, to go play somebody else because, I mean, look, same kind of story. Nakamura. Best cami in Japan, at least top one or two best cami in Japan. He plays at Hey Arcade. I saw him. I met him there. We played, both played cami at Hey Arcade. And he was losing to most people, you know? Like, I mean, that's just, that's just the life that you choose. That's life, yeah. Right? But, like David says, it really comes down to what's your goal? 
if you just want to have fun, like that's cool. Like also, if you like that, if you like trying to prove that you can win with a low tier character because it gives you some sort of sadistic pleasure, I mean, that's kind of where I stand right now. I mean, not to bring up a, an old subject, but you know, Tubo has denied this many times, but Lucia is always ranked really low on everybody's tier list in Street Fighter V. She's always at the bottom. She is not a great character, and she appeals to me more than Cammy does in Street Fighter V right now. Uh, probably because of that. Partially because of that, because I like the struggle in a weird way, you know. But also, it's also fun to use a character that nobody else uses. But if that's your goal, yeah. more power to you. Do it. Do it, absolutely. But if you are seriously like, hey, I want to win Capcom Cup because I want $250,000 that will change my life, uh, play somebody else. P please play somebody else. <laughs> like, like for example, don't play Fong. Oh, wait. Shoot, never mind. Okay. Well, I, but I look, even that. in the even in Mono's case, <laughs> well, Mono Mono won a big a big tournament for sure, and he's a really good player. But it also took him five years to do it, in part because yeah. that character was bad yeah, for a lot was. of that he time. Really, and finally, really the character is not bad. It's not like the top tier <laughs> character, but it's like good enough to do it. And in in my mind, like it's not unrelated that he won it now. The character can do it, so he did it before the character couldn't do it, so he didn't do it, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so if you would like to win big events, don't pick bad characters. I mean, look how many people dropped Ibuki because a lot of people consider Ibuki bad now, right? I mean, we had some of the best players, yeah. Sien and Fujimura were some of the best players, and neither of them will touch Ibuki anymore because, you know, they're trying to win $250,000. <laughs> well, you've also played bad character. Have I? Yeah, you played Bl Blanco in Street Fighter Blanca 4. Street Fighter 4. Listen, man, one time somebody came to me and they're like, you know, should I play Rash? And I'm just like, yeah. And they're like, should I play Nova? And I'm like, yeah. And should I play Virgil? And I'm like, yeah. And should I play Strider? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and should I play... I don't pick bottom tier anymore. You know why? Because I pick bottom tier once and I learn my fucking lesson. Correct, correct. Yeah. Like, yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, never, ever tell someone they should play bottom tier in games where tiers are very far spread apart yeah i think street fighter 5 is actually really well balanced yeah i don't think you're damning yourself if you play a lower tier character in that game you're right uh you might have to play more than one like you you might have to have a backup for certain bad matchups I mean, but I mean, again the game is like you said though it's just so well balanced it's, that it's yeah it's very tight it's very mm -hmm, tight mm -hmm. but in like marvel 3 there's no way in hell i'm gonna tell you to play phoenix right or Shenko or Ghost Rider. Like, why? Would, I, I feel like I would be ruining your experience by doing that. Like, yeah. you're probably not going to win with those characters. Yep. Exactly. Or, or have as much fun. Like, you're going to be frustrated exactly. a lot. Exactly. Yeah. It's right. not. And it's not just that you don't win. Again, we all speak from experiences. We've all had this experience. It's not fun to travel to an event. I remember specifically having this conversation. All right, we're in the car on the, on our way to a tournament over on the East Coast where I live for a while, and my buddies and I are like, "All right, hey everybody, how do you think you're going to do in the event? We're in the car." And, you know, we're going around the car. Oh, I, maybe I've been looking forward to making top eight. I think I'm going to win this event. I think I'm going to win this event. And it comes around to me. And I say, I don't think I'm going to make top eight. And they're like, why? Why? You're a smart player. And my aunt, and they were like, is it because you play Q? And I was like, yeah, it's because I play Q. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm being realistic and I'm trying to do my best. But my, my realistic answer is that I probably won't make top eight. And that's not great as a feeling. 
I they were really good players, right? In fact, some of them were better than me for sure. But knowing that my chances were bad even before I got there, it's just not a good feeling. It just yeah. is not a good feeling. Mm-hmm. So um, when I, you know, since then I have played characters that range from like decent to great. I just haven't played. In Street Fighter Five Season One, yeah, this is very. I'm, you look like I'm, a gusher commercial. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, oh, dang. Dude. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, look, because in it, in Street Fighter Five Season One, I picked up Fang at first, and I was like, "This character is really cool." And I played him for a month, and I was like, "Can't do it. I don't want to go down this road. I've been here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not going to do this again." So. And again, yeah. it just depends on what your goal is, right? If your goal is to find the low-tier character, go online and grief people with that character and try to make them feel bad because you beat them with that character, more power to you. You know, if you're not if you're not like in the car world, I don't think I'm going to make top 8 because you just don't go to tournaments. You know, it just it all depends on what your goal is in in for playing the character. If it's just something like I just want to play this character because I think I just think Fong is the coolest looking character, do it, play him. Yeah. Like in season yeah. one, in season one, I that's, should say. Season that's one legit. Yeah. If if there are mm-hmm. other reasons for sure. By the way, I do not use the OS that is being brought up in the chat of if I win, I'm godlike, and if I lose, obviously I lose. Like that is I, that's not my. I'm not trying to say that that's what I was doing. I I don't like that, and I didn't like that even when I played Q. I, I wanted to be realistic with myself rather than say that if I ended up winning, that I'm a genius. That was not my goal. And I don't think that that's good to do. Like, you're not, you're not helping yourself by doing this option select. It's not going to mean, it's going to mean that you're not going to be as good as you could be. Look, I tried to be as good as I could with Q. That was my honest attempt. That, and that what was, David's actually that, telling that you was, guys is the real option select is I don't even play this game. I played it a ton because and I was trying I, to be good. I, I, and I, no matter that what you was, win, that was, I, I, I reached a maximum for myself, and it I was, was not such where I would, dude. I would have if, as I have told the story many times, I then played Chun Li for one month and made top eight at Family Fun Arcade. So, I one hundred percent use that OS. You should not stupid. I use always that use that OS. <laughs> Using Cami and ST, it's the only <laughs> way you can make yourself happy, man. If you play Cami and ST, it's the only way You're you can make to yourself. yourself happy. It's not. It's not good. <laughs> you just maybe not play Cami. Exactly and ST. right. Yep. It's, that's dude. my advice to you james don't pick a bottom theory yeah no absolutely Correct. Correct. you're right i shouldn't play cami in it but you know that's uh that's just like i said that's my uh, it's the character i feel the most comfortable with unfortunately now so all right let's move on and we are gonna absolutely rifle through these yeah and it doesn't matter i mean it, it doesn't matter because most of these are pretty short at this point going forward here so let's just do this really quick uh Skullgore's second encore also had announcements at ceo as well they had uh an umbrella trailer where they actually got to show more of umbrella more of what she does keeping her umbrella hungry and fed and stuff affects how the the umbrella affects you know how the umbrella attacks etc etc and then also at the very end revealed uh the next character in their season one dlc uh black dahlia Uh, again i i have no information and i don't even remember black dahlia being one of the characters that we voted on in the uh in the Kickstarter or the Indiegogo a long time ago. Like that wasn't that was one of the characters. That was a hundred years ago. Yeah, I don't even remember that either. character. Yeah. I'm sure she was there. I'm sure she was there. But, you know, a lot of people know. seem very happy that she's there for reasons, as you can see in the chat right there. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. She sounds cool. 
I agree. <laughs> yeah, all right, we move like on. She's important to the storyline, so that's really cool. Yeah, she murdered a bunch of people. That's all I know. Oh, dang. Okay. Uh, three new characters have been given trailers. You know, the tra- trailers, the, hey, here's four moves and they're super. Uh, Grappler, Striker, and Ranger uh, have Listen. been revealed in D- DNF Duel. Ranger looks sick. Ranger, Ranger looks like what I wanted Happy Chaos to be. Like, I, I think Happy Chaos is sick. Don't get me wrong. I think Happy Chaos is hella dope. But, man, I just wanted guns blazing constantly. Like, that character looks so dope. <laughs> yeah. I actually agree. I'm not typically a gunslinger type character, uh, type uh, uh, archetype player, but I think that uh, he looks cool. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, he looks super And cool. Grappler, I think, looks like a Grappler, maybe? I don't yeah. know. That's my guess. Yeah. And uh, Striker definitely <laughs> has a certain appeal factor, I think, uh, that they're going for with that character. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah we, we still don't know very much, so we'll continue reporting on this as it comes. All right, we move on to the next one. <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Ultimate has released its final patch. A lot of people were probably expecting Done. it to just be like this small thing, but this is the final balance patch. Now, obviously, they're still going to release other things for bug fixes and such, but in terms of balance, this is it. And a uh, lot more in there than I guess people were expecting, Lots of, but lots of very small adjustments. Like, this move now does 3% more damage. This move has a slightly more knockback. What what do you what what are you pointing at? Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Did huh? I put Brawl? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Just magically Jesus. transported to like a dozen years ago. <sighs> okay, ultimate. Yeah, in this latest Brawl patch, they took out tripping, so that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, Meta Knight got nerfed. <laughs> maybe he got buffed. Let's keep buffed. Right? Yeah, they were probably oh, buffed. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, final patch comes out. There are lots, a lot of little tweaks. Nothing changed on Little Mac. So Little Mac will still be really terrible, as I predicted. So, there you go. Uh, okay. Uh, Nick Brawl has announced a new character they're putting... I mean, Nick Star All-Star Brawl shows it hates Mondays, but we all love Tuesdays, by adding Garfield. That's uh, that's what I have written down there. So, uh, but yeah, so Garfield, of Garfield. fame of Garfield minus Garfield fame, uh, is there? I mean, because does that make sense? Can you say? Uh, I mean, I get it. Yeah. If he's fame for there for not being in the comic, you know, I mean, uh, maybe they'll yeah. have some reference to that. Maybe he can teleport or something. Maybe he Dude, can turn invisible. If his if he had like a super that was he just <laughs> he disappeared and he just isn't there anymore and they called it Garfield minus Garfield is be amazing, dude. That's, it would be, but that would be uh, so good. Anyway, I mean, I, he looks like Garfield is what I'll say about that. Yeah, in my yeah, opinion. looks real Garfield like. He looks very Garfieldy. I mean, I would. Uh, uh, anyways, anyways, okay, yeah. Uh, Virtua Fighter Five has added a ton of costumes, including a bunch of uh, Yakuza-based costumes. Uh, a lot of people have wanted uh, them just to add new characters to the game, 
don't know if they would be able to do that, but uh, they did add a bunch of new costume options there, so you can definitely make your characters look like uh, the characters from Yakuza, so definitely check that out. <laughs> Lorenzo Music, yes. You know, it's so funny, too. I mean, look, sorry, like, this is not related to the last topic, and I'm just gonna say this. The funniest thing about this is that Lorenzo Music voiced Garfield, but then he also voiced Peter Venkman in the Ghostbusters cartoon because he kind of sounds like Bill Murray. Well, when they released the Garfield movie, Bill Murray voiced Garfield. Yeah. In that movie. And I just think that that's hilarious. So those two are inextricably tied to each other. Somebody's last name is Music, huh? Yeah. Lorenzo Music is his name. Yeah. He's that's very a... unusual. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, we're moving on to the next one. Uh, this one, I mean, I could tell you about it. The Panda Global Controller Kickstarter for a new GameCube controller that's a they little made bit a more billion dollars ergo- a little more ergonomic, and uh, they have this Kickstarter for it. Um, it's set to a hundred thousand dollars. It is currently at one point three 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 million dollars. So they've already have, th- I mean, they have to probably come up with new stretch goals, <laughs> but this yeah, shows dude, you. Yeah, they, they had stretch goals that were like at 150K and they met 100,000, whatever their, whatever their amount was. I think it was 100K to start with. That got met in literally an hour. Yeah. And it got, it was blown past that by the time I even saw it. I saw it at like an hour and a half after it was to out. To be it was fair, if the controller past. lives up to what it's supposed to be, they deserve it. Holy Absolutely. shit. The controller Absolutely. looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I saw some people who I think aren't familiar with GameCube controllers saying like, wow, it's 90 bucks for the controller, right? 90 bucks for a controller? Controller should be like 40 or 50 bucks. Dude, do you understand how much money Smash folks spend on GameCube controllers? They they are pumping out hundreds of dollars per year on yeah, GameCube Yeah, I mean, until falling right. apart, these things modding here. them. These oh, your little like Joy-Con, 80, baby. 80 bucks, yeah. dude. Honestly, yeah, like they, are there bucks. are a, there's a dwindling amount of game poop controllers, and they need to have the sticks work in certain ways, and there are mods for all sorts of different little parts of it, including the triggers, and like mm-hmm. it's just a very complicated Wait. thing, and it costs a lot of money. And if you could just instead buy something that is ninety dollars and it would last you for a while, that is way better. So yeah. I'm I'm super hyped for that, uh, as people you know absolutely deserve how much of support that they're getting. I think right. that's and, great. And, and again. One of the big deals to me is that, you know, like with one of the questions, uh, you know, about uh, what we had being less execution heavy can have a positive impact on the health of the hands of players. The GameCube controller destroys hands. It just it literally destroys hands. I mean, we have one of the gods, you know, PPMD, who basically can't even play anymore because his hands are like David's camera view right now. You know, I mean, it's just it's it's not functional at this point. So if we can get a controller that's more ergonomic, that we don't have to worry about a spring R trigger for L cancels and stuff like that. I think that's super important. I think that's really, really important. All right. Moving on. Shout out to everybody there. Yeah, cool this past weekend was cool. There was an event that was celebrating Family Fun Arcade, which was one of the biggest arcades in SoCal and, in fact, in the U.S. for many years. Uh, it was the heart of the Third Strike scene in particular, but there were it was also the heart of, you might say, a couple other games, too. And in any case, for many games, it was really strong. Uh, it also was one of the first places in the U.S. that was, in fact, even in the world, that was regularly doing content. 
among fighting game weekly events. Uh, and so, you know, people from other parts of the country, or I guess the world, watched Family Fun Rambats uh, regularly for Third Strike and for other games. And just a very storied spot. Lots of cool things went, went down there. Uh, lots of gross things probably went down there, too. And it went out of business in 2013, is my memory. It's something like that. And it's, so it's, it hasn't been there in a while, at least in that form. And um, they actually donated. There's a museum in the valley, the San Fernando Valley, which is uh, the area where Family Fun was. There's a museum of relics from the valley. And it has all sorts of old stuff, all sorts of cool stuff. Very interesting place. And it has some of the cabinets and a sign from Family Fun. So anyway, this is yeah. the location. And they brought in a bunch of cabinets. And they had people uh, create merchandise related to Family Fun. And there was the uh, Okamoto Kitchen food truck there uh, from a, a FGC member uh, as well. And it yeah. was just a really cool event, hanging yeah. out with people and playing games. Gerald, uh, who runs the Okamoto food truck, has said that Ralph yeah. was his first employer. That right, he worked right. At Ralph, Family Ralph Fun the arcade. owner of wow. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ralph's the owner of Family Fun, and yeah. as well as a bunch of other arcades in the whole SoCal area. Um, and it was crazy, dude. He remembered me. I was like, "Hey, hey, Ralph! Like, I'm David. I used to go to the to the arcade." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh yeah, I remember you." <laughs> uh, but I thought I thought that was cool. And anyway, I saw people there who I haven't seen in person in at least two years, but also people who I haven't seen at all for almost a decade as well. Yeah. So it was really cool for me. I definitely ran into including James. Few. James was yeah. there. I definitely ran into a few people. For the that, invite, guys. Yeah, I mean, we, sorry. We just like you have nothing to do with family fun, so you know we were like, yeah, you're not family arcade. friendly or fun, and you don't know anything about arcades, noob. It's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely yeah, yeah. saw people there that I was like, hi, and they were like, who is this guy? Because <laughs> I had the mask on and no, and my hair, like, uh, I was, it was uh, Gerald and his wife, you know, the two people who run Okamoto Kitchen were standing there talking, and yeah. I was talking with Gerald, and she walks up and starts talking, and I just keep looking at her, like, I, I want to wave hi to her and stuff. And she just started looking really uncomfortable, like, who is this dude staring she at She didn't me? recognize you? Oh, wow. No, she didn't recognize me right away. And then at one point, it hit her, and she was like, oh, my God, James, oh, my God. And, like, she's, like, immediately, yeah. like, she... <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Because <laughs> no yeah, one remembers was... me with this hair, dude. Oh, man. But I got to say, first time I've seen it in person, I thought it was pretty cool. Oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> a lot of people liked it, so... Um, I got stuck playing Tempest. There was a lot of old arcade games there that you could play. And, you know, I just, I hate doing this, but God, people could not play video games like that anymore these days. They would get so mad because those games are brutal. Those games are just like designed to destroy you. And yet people can get so good at them that they can just dominate the game. It's, it's, it's fascinating but tempest is just one of those games that you can't ever play at home because you need a paddle controller for it and uh otherwise i would actually like to try to get good at that game i swear <laughs> it would actually be fun shout outs to everybody there and for putting on the event it was really great thank you very much had a lot of fun 
Yeah, that All museum right, had on. only opened moving up on. like three years ago. The, the place had mm-hmm. only opened up like three years ago, and it's just really cool. So. All right, we're moving on. All right, little bits of uh, community information. Whoops, I forgot to put the last one in here. Uh, mini doc, let's just do that. Uh, desk, you know, I always like to promote desk stuff, old school. You know, I'm an old school combo video maker. Desk is the only remaining combo video maker in the world. Uh, he has a cool day one Luke combo video, so if you want to check that out. Uh, someone made this really cool Third Strike fan-made intro. Did you see that, David? Yeah, I did see that. It was cool. No. I wonder if I can play it on here. It is the only thing that's on it is game music. I wonder if I can play it on here and not get DMC8 or anything like that. And I don't think the the guy who made it would be sad of us for putting this up on the stream. Well, I mean, if you can do it, oh, you already have it. Okay. Yeah, I already have it. I already have it. I can do it okay. super quick here. Let's do this. Cool. Uh, doop, there we go. Boop. So let's play this. Let's turn up the volume. Here you go. Mm-hmm. That was very cool. Yes, and you see, you can see here all the credits here while Sean gets destroyed in the cabinet over here, animated by Kathan. Kathan, you can see their Twitter here on your screen. Special thanks to all these people, including Samuel Dietz, who is the brother of Adam Dietz, who is a uh, uh, Camly from Texas. So that's mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. that video. Very very, very cool. cool man. That's on cool. the uh, the the channel is literally just. K-A-T-H-A-N, Kathan. So uh, definitely, if you want to find that again, you can actually do that. Uh, just check it out over there. But I just thought it was really cool to see. and, and to, to Oh, my God, you're hideous. I'm going through all sorts of impressionist <laughs> Dude, phases. I don't know I really why are, it's, it's OBS Ninjas being Ugh, a, my, a, a I broke punk. my teeth recently. I don't know if I told you guys that. Okay. Wait, you did what? Anyway, oh, moving yeah, on. Yeah, moving on. Okay. Uh, oh, shoot. And then one other thing, too. Someone actually pointed out to me. I haven't had a chance to watch this yet. But someone actually created, like, a little documentary about Grand Blue Fantasy Versus and how it was, like, the fighting game that never had a real chance because of COVID. And I just thought that was really interesting. Like I said, I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I think it's cool that we have, you know, uh, content about fighting games like that. I'll put it in the chat right now so you guys can check it out uh, if you guys want to watch it and let let us know in feedback as well on YouTube comments or whatever like that. Uh, how? Yeah, it's the action video. It's the action video. Uh, I don't know much about that organization, but if you guys uh, know more about it, uh, apparently, according to the chat, that action makes some good stuff. So that's really cool. So a lot of people are saying it's a really good video. So there you go. Uh, But yeah, check that out if you guys have a chance. By the way, that's spelled A-K-S-H-O-N. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
And then, uh, upcoming stuff, I hinted at this, uh, this coming up weekend is going to be an event in Seattle run by Bonus Round and Faustian. Uh, it's a Tekken 7 and Soul Calibur 6 event. Uh, I was invited to go up to do that, uh, to go there to do some commentary, so I will actually be traveling up there. I figured it would be a good way to get myself back into traveling and remember how to travel and how to pack before Frosty Faustings. So that's that's the plan. You're assuming basically. Frosty's going to hire you, bub. You still haven't even applied, all right? Uh, I didn't need to. See, that's the thing, right? That's what happens when you're amazing. And the best. You see these big timers. You see these these uh, top commentators. You see these, how they act. These big. I they're don't know. Not me. Than, not me. They're worse than the happens, top players. This is what happens when you're just the best. It's just the way it works. So, uh, but yeah, no, I'm gonna be going up there, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm gonna meet a lot of the people that play on my uh, SoCal distancing that I've never met in person. Cool. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Ooh. So definitely check yeah. that out if you guys. I don't remember the channel that it's going to be on directly, but just follow me on Twitter. I'll definitely tweet it out uh, once it starts up. Tekken 7 is definitely the main event there, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So Soul Calibur 6 action there. So it's going to be cool. So it's gonna All be right. Well, you know what else is coming up is Tupperware. What do we got? What do we got coming up Thursday? Thursday? Oh, the Game Awards! The Game Awards! <laughs> the Game Awards! I was like, wait, what? What's Thursday? The Game Awards are Thursday. Yeah. You mean the Game Awards hosted by Jeff Keeley? I do. At I do. 8 p.m. Central on Thursday, December 9th? Okay. I think. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be the 9th. Yeah, Game Awards. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a fan who took a picture with Ed Boon and John Tobias. Who are in LA, presumably for the Game Awards. And I don't know if you guys remember this. Mortal Kombat 11 was announced at the Game Awards, what, three years ago, four years ago now? Uh, so I would say it's probably about time NRS announces something. I would assume Ed Boon being there. I Look, man, I know Warner Brothers has a lot of games that they released. Back for Blood just came out. I don't think Ed is going out to LA to cheer these games on in a in a pandemic all right i think he's there to announce something i just don't know what it could be i i don't think it's mortal kombat 12 i honestly don't think it's injustice 3 really i don't get the so, i don't there's every time injustice 3 every time these games come there's rumors of these games that they're coming out right something slips through the cracks cracks that's how fighting games are shit gets leaked right there hasn't been any like substantial nrs leak recently only thing I can think of was the Marvel stuff, like what six months ago, and I I just don't really believe that. Well, I don't I have, believe that Disney's going to give up their IPs to Warner Brothers. I have seen more recent rumors since then about other. Oh, stuff. have you? I have that I'm not going to get into because I don't like to spread or spoil that kind of stuff. What the hell, <laughs> David? Okay, all right. Uh, here's the spoilers. All right, if you don't want to hear them, well, spoilers. Obviously, I don't know anything, but these are the rumors. Hit us with the rumors. I'm going to give you three seconds. All right, here you go. It already happened. Uh, again, I don't know anything. The rumor is only that they're going to be doing like Mortal Kombat, but uh, it's MK11 with all of the previous Mortal Kombat characters. By the way, I'm looking crazy right now. Okay. Uh, with every character ever with, of all time. With, with all the characters from MK9 and MKX who were not oh, in MK11. Right, gotcha, That's gotcha. the rumor. All right. I don't know. 
That doesn't seem... Even though they very specifically announced we are not working on Mortal Kombat 11 anymore. Correct, correct. correct. Okay, I mean, sure. That could have been to like throw us choice. off. That could have been throw, to throw us well, off. Well, I mean, right, so. I think there's two ways you could take that. One is that, okay, that means this rumor is stupid. And to be fair, it's probably stupid. But also, it could be that this is just MK12, that they're just like, here, now it's MK, or maybe it's MK Universe. What about that title? And it's all the games. What about it's MK Everybody's Here? What about that? Everybody's <laughs> here. It's called Oops, the, It's going to be called the Mortal Verse, right? So we'll have Multiverse the and mortal the Mortal Verse. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, what I expect is Marvel versus DC. There's no way. There's no <laughs> way this happens. There's zero chance Marvel versus DC gets made by NRS or ever, probably. Yeah, or ever. My my real expectation, you don't think Ed Boon is just like a famous video game guy and he just like gets to go to this stuff? He probably just gets to go to well, this stuff. Yeah, of course. But like during a pandemic, you're really going to go all the way to L.A. with your old buddy John Tobias? I mean, they just no, get I don't buy stuff. it. I don't know. I don't, I don't that buy that it. Means... I don't buy it. By the way, it. By the way you, don't, something. you don't think there's other stuff to do in my city, huh? You think you got to be going to L.A.? No, I've been there. I've been there. I literally came there. By the way, guys, by the way, guys, did you know that Boone and Tobias backwards is noob Cybot? And that's where it comes from? Jesus Christ. Let's do the mailbag. All right. Yep. Which we're also, by the way, are going to be rifling through. Mailbag here. Let me pull up the mailbag questions and get the pasted in here sorry i should have uh done this ahead of time all right so our first mailbag question comes courtesy by the way wb has offices here in socal i just want to i just want to point that out like maybe he's just going to wb to visit no way man i don't buy it what about that nope the first question we have the the question The first question we have on the uh on the the docket comes from investigation cone who asks a wizard? Genius. I would pick the human wizard. Yeah. A wizard? First of all, are wizards human? Sure. Not necessarily. It depends on which one you like. I'm maybe, picking the human one. Maybe we're doing Tolkien and wizards aren't humans. I'm doing the human one. All right. Anyway. I'm going to just say question. that I love it. wizard needs food badly. There we go. Okay. Is this an in-joke that you two have? Is that the point of this? Yes, probably. Probably. All what? right, we move on. No, no, no. Dude, you guys... God, I can't believe I'm, I'm dating yeah, we're myself not again. You guys don't play... You guys never played Gauntlet? I mean, come on, dude. Wizard not in a hundred years. food badly. Yeah, I, <laughs> last time I played the original Gauntlet, I was probably like six years old. Elf shot the food. Ooh, ow, ow. Okay, come on. Nope. <sighs> Greatest game ever. Anyways, hey, uh, um, Tinkerin, are they're running a tournament? I don't know if those are friends of yours. You're from the same age. <laughs> Nutacon <laughs> via Twitter asks, "Hey, a wizard stubs his toe on a concrete lawn gnome and has to sit down for a while. While resting, he ponders. Not going zero and two is a common goal for improving. What are some other goals or milestones that beginners slash intermediate players can use to motivate themselves?" Boy. <laughs> All right. What uh, the hell laugh was that, dude? That was like... <laughs> <laughs> that was the nefarious David laugh. Just a I know, right? laugh in response right, to sure. a very normal question. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, not going 0-2 is a common goal for improving. What are some other goals that beginner or intermediate players can use? 
What about going one and two? Or two and two? What about going three and two? Huh? 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 That's why you come to the Ultra Ten Show for insights like that. All right, yes. everybody. Congratulations. Yes. You're welcome. I'm expecting a... I'm shutting uh, David off forever now. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, and, and an honest answer is little things like, did you anti-air? Uh, did you whiff punish? Did you do an optimal punish on a whiffed uppercut? You know, like, are you, are you, are you optimizing at all? Things like that. Even if you don't win, you can, you can feel and tell if you're playing better and smarter and making better decisions. Uh, so, you know, just focus on that stuff. Sounds right. Um, my answer... <laughs> is going to be no uh if i mean if this is obviously means you're going to a tournament you're going to a local or something like that so i mean trying not trying to go oh and two as a beginner sounds like a local thing uh the other goals of improving are gather enough courage to play during the casuals try mm. to make friends with other people who are at the event uh, you say you go to fighting people. game tournaments to make friends Basically, yeah. Um, uh, wa uh, watch people play a lot. Like, watch the top players play a lot. And just kind of see how they adjust the situations. You know, try to pick out things that they do. And, uh, yeah, if you can, uh, try to ask advice from people. Uh, honestly. Uh, I, well, those I are saying, ways to get better. That Those aren't, like, bars of showing yourself that you've improved, though. Well, I mean... Those uh, are ways to get to that spot. But I, I, that's, that's my point, though. I think those should be bars to set for yourself. Play a casual match with people because those are all things that will help you realize the improvement all right because all right i got a, i got a hundred dollar idea because that's about all we'd ever make from this we should make an fgc goal improvement app and we can have all these things achievements talk to a new player uh play a first of five with the guy that won the tournament or whatever these could all be things that we put on an app for people to help themselves improve in fighting games and we would make maybe 98 dollars. it would be sick achievements i like it i like the uh, way you're by the way here. i do like what 16-bit says which is i think a good goal is to lose because you got outplayed rather than to lose because you, know, you made a mistake or you didn't do whatever mm -hmm. the punish was that right was like to, to feel but, like even if you didn't win that it was uh, it was a case of you um uh getting, getting outplayed out rather than like an the, actual the hardest mistake. part about that one is i don't think most beginners can tell the difference Oh, it just depends on where you are in the beginner's loop. Yeah. All right, we're moving on. Next question comes from Zachary, who asks, you ran your big mouth again and now have a high-stakes 2v2 basketball match to play versus Lucky Glauber and Sean. Which fighting game character do you choose to be on your team? They must be under 7.5 feet and supernatural powers and technological implements are not allowed. Oof. By the way, I love that this question implies a backstory. You ran your mouth again? Why are you yeah, always running again. your mouth? <laughs> well, look in your character. You're always running your mouth. I'm just going to say that I do not think that Dalsum counts as a supernatural power. And mm. for the most part, he is under seven and a half feet. So well, I'm, here, I'm gonna James, go I'm going to hit you with some Street Fighter lore. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Dawson's limbs don't actually stretch. Dawson uses the power of yoga to make his opponents think that he's stretching over and hitting them. 
He's so powerful in the in the mind game of yoga that he makes people take damage from their their brain, telling them that his limb stretched over and hit them. So you would just be playing with a dulcim that doesn't actually stretch anywhere. You wouldn't actually be able to put the ball in the basket. Well, then because that's not a person just... that the basket's not fooling you. Yeah, but the, the thing is, but the... you can't fool the basket, so he can't score because yeah, he can't score. Not... You can't fool wow. the basket. Yeah, wow. but all Dalsam has to do is just like stretch over there, and they'd be like, "He's over there," and they would run after him, so he would still have another power like that. So, I feel like that is approaching supernaturality in my yeah, view. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, I, my initial what? reaction is to maybe say twelve, but I, this that might be technological. <laughs> what are you laughing at? That's a good answer. <laughs> Why 12? Why would you pick 12? 12 can fly. He's just going to air dash over and dunk it right away. Why not? That's obviously That's a good traveling, answer. traveling, dude. Uh, no, it's not. He's jumping, but he's going to be in the air. That's not a travel. <laughs> but that but that might be technological implementation that, that is banned here. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's, he's literally like a clone, right? Like a machine. Uh, whatever. He got science. I don't know the yeah, backstory. He got, yeah, he got science. Uh, what what normal human would you pick? What normal human would I pick? I mean, that's the that's what the question is going for. I mean, what someone suggested Shaq. If you count Shaq Fu, right? Yo, dude, yeah. Shaq Fu counts. Oh, but Shaq he's and he is under seven foot five. Dang, that's a great yeah. answer. And even if he didn't have to use his superpowers from Shaq Fu, he's still Shaq in his prime. So I think that's the ultimate answer. That or is. literally Sean anybody already... from NBA. NBA 2K counts as a video game, right? Sean so literally already... I can take anybody I want. No, but it says NBA. fighting game character. Fighting what? game, fighting game, oh, game fighting character. Game. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah, we're Shaq's already fighting against Sean, so we can't pick Sean. So. Yeah, you, 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 yeah you'd have, I, Shaq from Shaq Fu is Shaq. like the optimal answer for sure. <laughs> or, no, no, that's not a fighting game. Shit. I mean, I guess you fight in it, but I was going to say Michael Jordan in the, in the Windy City – uh, that that's a video game that was on SNES where he threw basketballs at his opponent and it was a terrible video game. <laughs> I guess I won't. It's not technically a fighting game. I don't think that counts. Ooh, wow! Now I'm like leaking green stuff. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Wow. I've enjoyed it all what night. What a night! Yeah. All right, we move on to the next one. Dude, I don't know why OBS Ninja is shitting the bed today. So. Well, I'll have you know, James is now VDO Ninja. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Jeez, we changed our name. All right, John Toy via Twitter, Dune cross Star Wars 2v2 tag fighter. What's your team and what assists? Dang. All right, I'm playing I'm playing Luke, Mace Windu. Uh, Luke is on point. Obviously, Mace Windu is in the back with the purple saber throw. That's okay. going to be his assist. Uh, Luke's assist would be some sort of uppercut because I just imagine that's what they would give He, he would be him. boring. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. That would be. So also, I don't know anything about Dune. So that's why my team is all Star Wars. <laughs> I'm <laughs> assuming enough. I'm assuming Jedi wreck whatever Doom has. But I really don't know. I mean, they yeah, they would because the people in Doom in Dune. Well, they're humans mostly. Mostly. I'm not going to get into it too much, but uh, all right. some of them are not in kind of certain ways anyway. I mean, one, uh, of my, all right. one of my characters would be Yoda because all of the combos would drop on him. and uh, That was actually a problem in Soul Calibur 4. Yeah, and people would have trouble hitting him because he's so short, right? So probably him and then who else is like 
I'm just trying to think because there's definitely a lot of uh, characters in the Star Wars universe that have like plot armor, you know, like they're just super undefeatable because they need to be super undefeatable for for reasons. But I mean, uh, I think... like Mando and Mandalorian so far, that dude should have been dead like sixty times. Yeah, I mean, like uh, Cad Bane in the in the Clone Wars is just was like he was impossible to kill and shit for no reason. But I would probably say I would go with yeah. Uh, I, you know what, uh, Anakin, Anakin, because then he would have stances. He'd be able to switch to young Anakin and Darth Vader, so he would have the stances. He would have the stance <laughs> switch. So Yoda and stance switch Anakin. There you go. You okay. just do turn it on the dark side and turning it off, huh? Yeah, basically. Uh-huh. That's how it works. I think that's how it works. Yeah, that's mm. my understanding. Yeah, Darth um, Maul. Cartoon Darth Maul. Weird British accent cartoon Darth Maul that I hate uh, would be another plot armor guy who is impossible to kill. But I was actually going to say Darth Maul. That was going to be my, my Star mm. Wars character. And then as far as, as, far as Dune goes, um, I feel like Duncan Idaho is like the best fighter. But then he dies, so who knows? Spoilers! Um, wait, 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 wait. There's someone named Duncan Idaho? Yeah. Like like a potato. That's their name. I like a like Idaho potato. Like Idaho's Idaho potatoes. Are you aware of that? I mean, yeah, I'm aware that it's a state. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like, come on, like what's more famous? Potatoes or the state of Idaho? It's definitely <laughs> potatoes. I guess. I mean, if you have a giant tub of places. cheese. If you have a giant tub of cheese. Yeah. And you dipped a potato in there, you would be Duncan yeah. Idaho. Yeah, that's like actually what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking like potato chips getting dunked, and that's like <laughs> what they came up with this guy's name. But anyways, I feel like, I feel like maybe I would play Beast Raban. I feel like, just I think that he would be a grappler. He seems like a grappler character, uh, and that's gonna be that's gonna be my choice. Sure. I yeah. think that I think Baron Harkonnen could have some interesting gameplay with uh, flight mechanics. He could be the Magneto of the game. Is my take on this. Um, and which character would have the background throat music? Just some unnamed Sardaukar. I don't okay, know. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. All right. <laughs> It's actually Shy Hulud. That's who I would play. I would just be riding this gigantic sandworm. Arctic Shoto asks, who would make a better hockey goalie? Honda, Sub-Zero, or Glacius? Dang, what a great question. Uh, uh, it's very obviously Sub-Zero. Okay, okay. Sub-Zero answer- fills the net with ice. You can't score on him. Okay, well, answer me this, though. And I've always... Yeah. I've, uh, this is something I've been thinking about since I was a little kid, actually. Why don't you hire <laughs> okay. the biggest human you could find? <laughs> to just stand in front of the net. Right. Just, just have the most, uh, just have the most I, obese person on earth yeah. lie down in front of the net. Yeah. Well, That's kind of why I would have picked Honda as well. And not it's only Honda. that, but 100 hand slap? How are you going to get anything past him, dude? He's hitting like 17 spots at once. He doesn't even have to like, like if you hit the puck over here, he just doesn't go, and that's it. And he'll block it at some point. His hands are moving so fast that they need a blur effect. He's very, very fast Mm -hmm. guy. And he's also very large. And I think Glacius would be a good one too. Glacius basically can shape shift, right? So that would be very helpful in being a goalie. Why not just shape shift into being everywhere all over the goal? I think these are all great choices. Devi demonstrates to us how shape shifting would work. I think these are all great choices. But I think the best choice is Glacius. I mean, Sub-Zero, you could try to throw the Ice Clone in front of the net, but the Ice Clone doesn't work. 
right? It, it just it doesn't function correctly. Well, so I mean, I would, I would not, just it wouldn't. He could just manipulate the ice to raise. No. And, Fill the net with ice, and no one could ever score. Look, See, that's if you if you cheating. if you pick, but if you try to pick Glacius, then we'll finally know. <laughs> I'm not going to get into. I was just about to do a complete rundown verbatim of the video from the car in the uh, in the gas station. <laughs> you sweated. Come on, that was great. I put it on the tee for you. I know you. Up. I know you did. I know you <sighs> did. I don't even know what you guys are talking about anyways. Um, Phil Rufio via Twitter asks, what were your favorite games and characters of the year and your worst? I mean, that's the category that we have in our... We have favorite games, so let's leave games off of yeah, that. We'll let's definitely talk about... do that for our yearly wrap-up, which we'll mm -hmm. do at the beginning the of next year. The old Awards. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. What's my character of the year? Who came out this year? That's I care about. I mean, I don't uh, think it has to be a new character, does it? All right, then my answer is RoboCop. Okay. All right. RoboCop. My favorite character of the year is definitely Samus Aran in Metroid mm. Dread. Oh, I thought we were just sticking with fighting games here. Okay. It just uh, said video games. It didn't it's mention true, fighting It's games. true. I mean, I was just going to say probably like Lucia because she really helped me get into Street Fighter V a lot more and really enjoy that game more to the degree that I wanted to, even though she pissed me off at first. But again, it, it was kind of that learning factor, right? Like I tried to play her in a way that she wasn't designed to be played and I kept trying to shoehorn myself into that. And it was very educational to learn how to change my mindset on her and realize why she was designed the way she was and, and to really kind of take advantage. So it was a lot of cool things. She helped me to learn Street Fighter V. She also, you know, was an interesting character for me to learn how to look at character differently. So I think that was actually really cool. That's, That's a good really... pick. Cool. Um, I go shooty, shooty, bang, bang. Right, JW Park via Twitter asks, uh, would you rather live to be 200 years old but never find joy or happiness or live to 20 but accomplish everything you've wanted to in life? I would be horrible to do the first one. So clearly the answer is the second one. I mean, well, I've already... You, you got to spend 200 years not having a good time? Listen, man, I've already spent... 34 not having a good time i'm pretty sure i could do 200 it's false <laughs> you have definitely found joy and happiness now we're all like trying to make more of that for each of us but like you have I've found had some. events i've had yeah. some good stuff i'm not happen. saying it's been i'm not saying it's been a hundred percent fantastic tour but like you have this this is saying that you never find those things and that would be really bad tubo stole my answer dude <laughs> oh man yeah, I mean, I guess it's pretty obvious that if you can accomplish everything ever in 20 years, then go for it. Yeah, but what I if, what if my goal... Okay, so here's yeah. the thing. I'm going to David this question. Okay. I'm going to lawyer this question. Yeah. I will pick the second option, but one of my main goals in life is to live to be 80 years old. I see. I see. Okay, I think that might be doable. Here's how it's doable. You... First of all, you have to get a rocket ship, and that rocket ship has to go really, really super fast. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to leave Earth, you're going to be on this rocket ship, it'll be going very quickly, and then you go back to Earth. And in that time, you will only have 
lived a little bit of time and so you're still 20 years old but you'll be 80 years old because that's how much time has actually passed so in reality this is doable this is a doable thing james you can do this yeah but my second goal and one of my other goals in life is to never leave the planet well it's possible it's possible you just have to you would have to move very fast that's all so just figure out a way to go fast but you don't necessarily and then then another goal is to i mean never move really really fast Okay, then maybe you figure out a way to make everything else move a different speed and you yourself stay the same. <laughs> Actually be sick. Okay, I'm cool with that. All right. <laughs> That's what the Futurama ship does in Futurama. The universe moves around yep. it. That's how uh, they figured it out. It's all doable. Is it likely, is it? If Futurama does it, it's got to be real. For Dude, sure. Futurama, the writers are geniuses. Matthew Mangi via Twitter asks, the rollback wizard... <laughs> is at the upcoming Frosty Faustings to bestow good rollback on one of the games present there. He asks you to choose which one, which do you choose? Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Yep, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Soul Calibur 6. Wow! <laughs> wow! I'm, I am, like, actually offended and hurt by this decision, James. All right, I am. how many more of these? We have, like, four. Oh. All right, let's Next question. Alex via Twitter... Up asks a genie grants you every single wish you've had for a franchise of your choosing but when asking for the wish you forgot to mention the specific game the genie being a troll applies your wish to your least favorite game of said franchise which franchise and game did you get are you trying to get us to hate on stuff i know dude. <laughs> this, this whole thing is a setup to be like what games do you hate so we can yell at you for it i'm not answering this question i don't hate any fighting games i love them all how about that Actually, I take it back. Fantasy Strike sucks. I love all other fighting games. Yo. That game is trash, yo. <laughs> Straight up. I mean, I, I, my obvious answer is Street Fighter Cross Tekken, but there's probably another game that would actually take it over that one. But it's the one that I just, I just don't bring up very often because I had... I know too many people who worked on the game. Anyways, let's go to the next question here. Can I get two other wishes from this genie? If if so, I'm going to make sure that the previous wish gets modified. All right, we move on. <laughs> and then the third wish would be humans. <laughs> yes, humans, um, obviously. Quote via Discord asks, <laughs> you are stuck in a time loop for a bracket in a game of your choice until you win that bracket. All the top players for that respective game are there. How many attempts will it take you to win till you win the bracket? Assume it is a 64-man double elimination bracket, so 7 to 10 sets must be won to exit the loop. Wait, 7 I, to I, 12? I mean, I'm in there for years. Like, this takes me years, for sure. Years of my time. And, uh, <laughs> dude, years years to get as good as any of them, and then years to just, like, get lucky in a way that would mean that I would make it past them, because I feel like that both would be necessary for me. I feel like this question screwed itself, and I am very shocked that you didn't figure this out, David. Okay, you're uh-huh. in a time loop. Yeah. If you're in a time loop, that means you're in a Groundhog Day situation. Correct. Which means if you go to the bracket, you play the same person... The first, the first round every single time, right? I guess I could conceivably. So, so even if, so even if you play Sonic Fox the first round, you know what they're gonna do every single time, and you can reverse engineer Groundhog's Day this shit 
It would take me like a week at most. I would beat all of them. I would be out of there. Seven no, days? Okay. Not a okay, chance. Okay. Easy peasy. No, Not a chance. Only if you, it might take seven days. Only if round one fight, he hit me. Reset. Like if you could reset yeah. it right there. Yeah, yeah. That's, but that's if you're fair. stuck playing the whole entire tournament, it'll take you forever. Yeah, it, it might, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. It would yeah. take years. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it would take years. I don't think it would take years. For one tournament? One tournament? All right, fine. You can remember the pattern of like seven opponents. Okay, fine, you fine. Could. Here, oh, maybe, but here, the real answer is that it would take one try from the perspective of everybody else. That's true. All right, humans, we move on. Human. Discord asks: Scientists have determined that all parts of this question are related via time and/or space. How sensitive are you with regard to pronouncing names properly? I knew around by around 2004 from Kamagura's guides, rest in peace, how to pronounce names like names like Karin and Angel, but was surprised during the Twitch era that these things weren't common in use or knowledge at all, and have always found them important. Uh, look, it doesn't really matter to me that much. Um, I like language a lot, and I think that like part of I'm no expert in it, but I like just enjoy knowing stuff about it and i think that one aspect of that is that different people pronounce things differently and say things differently and i'm totally on board with allowing for that so yeah whether you say karen or kareen or whatever ryu ryu doesn't it doesn't bug me yeah 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 i mean i'm 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 like, not I'm interested a... in fact if somebody comes out with a novel pronunciation that i haven't heard before i'm like oh it's i have to ask where you're from like that's interesting i mean like for example i whenever i talk about karin you know in the in the context of like oh yeah you know karin would be an interesting pick blah 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 but if i'm in the middle of commentating one of her matches i just call her karen because it's just common and that's what most people will hear and right. you don't want in the middle of commentary to make somebody go what who are you talking about you know yeah. which is why i say yun and yang you know, if they're in a match, but if I'm talking about them outside of that, I'd say yin and, yin and yang. You know what I mean? Like, I that's kind of how I do it a little bit. I am kind of a stickler for right. pronouncing names correctly, but uh, during commentary, I will go with the common. So I'll say Rashid. You know, outside of that, sometimes I'll try to say Rashid, you know, just... just to have it sound accurate, but it's that's just me, so it doesn't matter. But so. even even that name is pronounced differently in different countries by people right. who exactly. like exactly. is the language that that comes from. So, it's, right. you know, whatever. One. We're all making it up as we go. That's yep. how languages. Whatever. What's the next one? Last one. last question is gonna make me mad, but here we go. The last question is: Subatar via Discord asks, "Have you ever seen the Aurora Borealis? If so, where?" I sure did. I sure have. Yes, twice, two times in my life have I seen the Aurora Borealis. Time number the first was actually in Los Angeles. It came down to LA one time. That was just a brief. You're just stopping by. Quick vacation. Stopping by. Yeah, no, there was Coming whatever through. the occasion was. Uh, I had heard about it in advance and I looked up at the sky and it was very small and it was happened to be a clear day. We just happened to be able to see it. It was just like one of those freak phenomena and it was really small. Um, as far as the true full on, the lights are dancing in the sky and it's like amazing. Yes, I've also seen that. And it was in Alaska and it was like honestly just incredible like all the all the videos and pictures of it um it it just blows them all out of the water it was absolutely one of the things that i most wanted to see in life it was like a goal of mine to be able to see that and the fact that i did was um 
something I'll never forget. Like I have a don't I don't have a good memory, but like I absolutely remember being in we we went outside to try to see it. We couldn't see it. Went inside and we're going to sleep. And while I was lying on bed, I look out the window and lo and behold, the sky is dancing green. And we were like, wow, this isn't we all got up, we all got outside. It was cold. It was in again, it was in we're in the middle of Alaska. And we stood out there for a couple hours and a couple of guys like hopped on a a the back of a jeep is my memory of, of just some dudes who lived in that city and they were like hey we're just gonna go up to the top of the mountain you guys want to come and two of them were like yeah for sure they went out there and it was and it was great uh i didn't go but um anyway i saw it and uh and it was honestly like just amazing it was so beautiful and i loved it and all that all it took me was um was uh, helping to kickstart the military's esports program, so you know nothing. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't. Uh, I don't have. I don't have mixed feelings about that at all. You know that's. Whew. I uh. I have. I have seen it once. I was very lucky. I was making steamed hams in my kitchen. Oh, cool. And there, all of a sudden, the aurora borealis at this time of year, at this time of night, appeared directly in my kitchen. It was. It was and entirely located within your kitchen. It was just all. It was there. It was incredible. So unlikely. It was Can I? Can I see it? Absolutely not. No. No. That, no. I, are you sure? Because that would be really nope, great to see. Definitely. Nope. Sorry. Oh, bummer. Okay. <laughs> can I uh, can't ruin the steamed hams? Anyways, yeah, that was uh, that was a good time. James. James. All right, guys. We, so uh, we I was I was Thanks signed up out, to everybody. go to I was signed up to go to that Alaska Army trip, and I got yeah. co opted. By David, strangely enough. And he got to go, and that was something that I've always wanted to see in my life as well. Yep. And then after coming back, David's like, man, I really regret doing the Army thing because I don't Which want I to do. support the Army. I really yeah, regret going now. Yeah, I shouldn't have gone. I mean, like, knowing what I know now, I shouldn't have gone. At the time, I, I felt it was questionable, to be honest, but I was like... There's a chance that I get to see this. It wasn't even in like deep winter time. Like it wasn't actually uh, a seasonal thing. And I, we just got super lucky. So I'm glad that that worked out. But yeah, in general, I so awesome. I, for would, you, David. I would have undone that's, that decision. Yeah. That's great, David. Yeah, sure. You have undone that situation. Sure. Yeah. I would. Okay. I would. I would. If a wizard could take you back in time to change something. <laughs> Humans. That's probably not my first answer, to be honest with you, James. But yeah, I'm like among my many other answers. Yeah, I might change that. I did eventually get to go to Alaska, but that was also in the middle of the summer and it never got dark. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Yeah. Whoa, I'm already out of here. As you can see, yeah, I'm melting. I have reverted into an impressionist painting yet again. <sighs> Horrible things are crawling out of my mouth. It's just, yeah, it's, it's quite a sight. The stuff of nightmares. Fix them anymore, dude. No, don't bother. <laughs> All right, let's bird them. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, longer bird than em. usual because we wanted to, again, make sure that we had that interview. But I think that went nicely. So shout out to you. King Huppo again. I wonder if that's off rhythm for everybody else.